we live. Right, what do we do now? Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody. TGIM. It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, it's been um, a, it's been <laughs> it's been three weeks since we've been live. So, and, and apparently, I gained weight according to MM. <laughs> Is it, are you real well, You look the same to me, buddy. Bear, bear with us. Bear with us for <laughs> the, at least the first five minutes. Thanks guys. for the welcome. <laughs> it's like, oh, what movie was that from? Oh my God! It said uh, where he sees him for the first time and he says, "You got fat." <laughs> oh, it's not a movie. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, where the king sees Ed Stark for the first time in God knows how long since the war. Yeah. And the first thing he says, he says, "You know, your grace," and the king looks at him and goes, "You got fat." I guess that's how that's how we're greeted now. I feel like a soldier now. <laughs> are we all soldiers? <laughs> Every single one. Soldiers of, us. of life, of course. Yes, we are. Uh happy Monday everybody. Uh it's been a while. We've been 3 weeks. Thank you everybody for bearing with us. Uh but we're back. We're live and we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Hovanes Margarian, attorney at law. Hi gentlemen, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for taking time from your Monday to to be with us absolutely uh obviously uh you know we'll get into uh, the topics with hovanis as far as uh what he specializes in which is uh automotive litigation which basically deals with lemon law um what else was it hovanis it was lemon law dealer fraud and cl- class actions as well yes in the automotive industry yes. but before we jump into that and you know obviously i'm, I'm sure most of our viewers will have questions regarding Lemon laws and you know automotive litigation, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know how you chose number one becoming an attorney and then branching out and going into automotive litigation. Sure. Uh, <coughs> well, I became an attorney by accident, pretty much. Uh, I don't think any of you guys know the story. I was pre-med at USC undergrad, waiting for medical schools, and then uh, my best friend and I. We had a bet randomly somehow. We were bragging about law school, uh, med school being more difficult than getting into law school. So I made a bet with him that I would take the law school admission exam without studying. And I did that two weeks later without studying. I got a good score because I didn't care. Uh, So the secret to getting a good score is not to care about the score. So I, I got a good score, then applied to law school, and then overnight, literally within a few weeks, decided to go to law school instead of uh, med school. You're like, you're like every Asian parent's dream, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which one you want to go to, med school or law school? I go to both. <laughs> I'm gonna, hey, mom and dad, I'm dropping out of med school. Oh, my God, why? I'm going to law school. Okay, okay, you give us a scare for You're not a screw-up, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I got into both. I got into a business school a year later, but then I dropped out of business school. I didn't, I didn't start. I, I just did law school straight up uh, wanted to be done quicker and then uh, right around the same time we were shopping for a car with my brother so we went around different dealers and different brokerages and we learned uh, how the car brokering business works so we had this bright idea that we'll start a car brokerage and we'll sell cars and how easy you know how hard could that be what year so what year was this <coughs> 2003 wow yeah okay uh, so we start I started law school my brother started business school at USC, both of us, and we started the brokerage. Uh, it turned out it was really difficult to sell cars. For six months, we were quoting clients like a thousand bucks below our cost just to sell the cars, and we still couldn't sell the cars. So as we 
kind of plot through it for the next three years, I, we learned a lot about the automotive industry, the the defects world, the lemon law world, and then the fraud side of it, how shady dealers are, how used car dealers, new car dealers, manufacturers, how they cheat consumers, and all of those issues would always come up. And we would always lose deals. We were really, really bad at selling cars. So when I graduated law school overnight, I became the lawyer who specializes or, or practices primarily in automotive litigation. So lemon law dealer fraud, and we decided to go after the dealers and the manufacturers because we'd learned everything from the inside for those three years. Uh, we had suffered tremendously financially because we were really bad at selling the cars. I think so, you guys were doing everything right and not selling the cars. Yes. And you're like, you know what? Let's go after, yeah. The, yeah. Let's go after everybody else who's not doing it right. Yeah, so absolutely. When you think but, about it, it was a great thing to get into the car industry. Yeah, it was a very... Uh, lengthy learning experience but it was really good for for the subsequent goal of becoming a lemon law dealer fraud attorney so, so it you don't have out. the brokerage anymore no we don't have the brokerage anymore because yeah. i'm tr that's what i'm trying to think in 2003 i mean now you've got an auto brokerage every at, corner at every corner just like you do you know a uh, grocery, starbucks. grocery store starbucks home health hospice yeah uh adult daycare so I would imagine all three. I'm trying to think who was around back then. I think there was Pal, Pal, Autostar, a couple others. Pal was even. I think was Pal, Pal was around. around Pacific Auto Lease was around. Uh, maybe, maybe. Because yeah. the first one I remember was on brand. It was a. Uh, it's it's now I think the um, VW or the Saab dealership. It was mm. called Signature. Yeah, I think Th I remember that. That was the first yeah, one I signature. remember. And then was, uh, was IMX around at that time? No. IMX, no, no, no. IMX, IMX had a small <laughs> used car dealership on Broadway and uh. Maryland. You're talking about Zada, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he had a small dealership on Broadway, and then with when Americana came into the picture, they bought out all those lands, uh. and then he moved here to Burbank. Okay, good so move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, there were only a few uh, brokers around. I mean, still a handful, but it was just picking up back then. And yeah. it still was challenging to sell a car, even. It was challenging mostly because of the sales techniques. Like, so this was our first job. I never had a job, uh, so here I am trying to sell a car, and I would do it very, uh, in a very dry fashion. Right? You'd ask me for this car, I would call you up. I'd get the numbers. I'd call you and say, okay, this much, and then uh, you'd say, okay, I'll get back to you. And I'd run into you a week later or two weeks later, and I'd see what happened with the yeah. car. And they'd say, well, I already got it from so-and-so. His price was so much better than yours. Sorry. Okay. And then I would see the car. I'd be like, wait, you told me like a full sports package, premium, this, 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 that car. And this, the car you got is like half the price of the one I quoted you. So no wonder it's 50 bucks cheaper. It should have been 200 bucks cheaper, not 50 bucks yeah. cheaper. So we slowly realized what's happening in the industry, how they underquote and they switch cars and options and services on the cars and so forth. And then if you're gullible, they, they pack in other extras, uh, extra equipment, extra yeah. services and contract and so forth. So over the years, like towards the end of it, we got decent at it, but it was still not great in terms of finances because uh, people were shopping around with the automotive industry. They would shop around and you'd spend two, three hours and then they would still shop you even though you were trying to, to make 200 bucks. They just didn't value their time. Mm -hmm. You'd have some clients who value time and they wouldn't shop around. You'd yeah. just say, look, I'm just going to charge you $200 per car. 
people make all the arrangements and they'd say fine but most people would keep shopping so and <clears throat> the real money was in tricking people and that wasn't our thing so we just figured well there's no point to keep doing this business if the margin is $200 and the industry is full of fraud and now I have a license and I can go after the dealers and the manufacturers uh, in fact some of our own clients who to whom we had leased cars came back to us in 2006 when I was licensed uh, end of 2006 and with the request that, like the, their cars were having issues so I knew about the lemon law so I quickly started handling their claims against the manufacturers and we realized it was much easier better um, profitable uh, profitable too and ethically speaking like I wasn't trying to convince anybody to do anything in terms of paying me or paying me extra uh, the way the the law works, it's very consumer friendly in California. If your car is defective, you're entitled to a set certain refund. There is a statutory way to compute that refund, and the manufacturer has to pay for your lawyer. So it's a free service. So you get a free lawyer to handle your claim. You've got a defect. You've got a problem. You get a free lawyer. You've got a problem with the dealer. You get the lawyer that knows the law. You you get a free lawyer again. And so we immediately started marketing that. Uh, I realized. I didn't have experience working for someone else because I, I did this during law school. So I was in full time in law school at USC and I was selling, trying to sell cars. So I had no law firm experience, no legal experience. And I realized no one's going to hire me by paying me hourly. So we decided to just focus on cars, automotive litigation. Uh, the terms are pure contingency from day one. What that means is if we lose the case, it's our problem. You don't pay us. Uh, if we spend ten, twenty thousand dollars on experts, on courts, on other costs, it's it's our problem. You don't pay us. Obviously, we don't lose cases. We know what we're doing, but our terms are so favorable for the consumer that it's kind of a no-brainer. If you talk to me, I'll explain everything, what you're supposed to get, what the odds are, depending on the issues with the car, the the exact specifications of the car, the manufacturer, because we've done thousands of these by now. And and I'll tell you, look, I'll do it for free. If I win, I get paid by them. If we see problems, we'll settle for a reduced amount. And there are certain terms which which work out. So it's uh, not really an issue of whether you should do this or not. It's an issue of whether you want us to do it or someone else to do it. And if you talk to us, by the time you're done talking to us, you know we know this in and out. There's no way you're going somewhere else. And we've been doing this 15 years now. We get multiple referrals, meaning if you call around a bunch of lawyers or other people, they're all, they're all, most of them are going to refer you to, to us. Hey, you're pretty much the lemon law guy in the community, pretty much. Yeah. Everyone knows. The longest the running, law, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why you would go upon trying to do something like that yourself. I mean, you, the smartest thing to do is, would be to hire a professional, somebody who knows, like you just said, the ins and outs for it. You make the phone call. They'll go over everything with you. They'll tell you what... You know, if you even have a case as far as, you know, with the with the vehicle itself. And if you don't, you don't. If you do, yeah. you, don't, you don't pay a dime to him. He'll take care of everything yeah, for no you. Yeah, no retainer, none of that. Yeah, yeah no, nothing yeah. up front, nothing during the case. If, if something falls apart, issues come up. Like, And when I say falls apart, <coughs> meaning your car gets stolen, you crash the car, the car is gone, or things turn out to be different than you presented to us. So th things fall apart, not because of our own mistakes, but because of the circumstances, then, uh, you know, for example, your car gets stolen and we're midway through the case and there's nothing I could do about it. Your insurance is going to pay out. I, all I could do is go back to the manufacturer and say, pay me something for prior compensation, prior losses. So I'll negotiate a settlement. 
So that's a bad outcome, but it's because of circumstances, not because of us. Of course. Um, but as far as, yeah, not, you know, as far as doing it on your own, there's really no reason. Although you have a, different people have different ways of assessing things. You always have a small fraction of the population that just wants to do things on their own. It's a bad idea because you, you have no leverage. Of course. Yeah. We've, we've had PI attorneys on here where we've spoken to them and we say the same thing to them. Imagine you get into a car accident and you try to handle it yourself. You, the reason why you hire an attorney is because like, like exactly what you said, they know the ins and outs for everything, whether it's PI, whether it's Lemon Law, anything. And besides that, time. This is what these guys do for a living. They wake up in the morning and they go to bed and that's all they've been doing this entire day. We I'd do not, that at night too. When and at sleeping. night too. There you go. <laughs> never now, now imagine you have to wake up, feed the kids, change the diapers, take yeah. them to school, drop them off, go to work, and then start answering phone calls. You yeah. work again, come home, make dinner. I mean, it's... And then deal with BMW. <clears throat> and then deal with BMW. <laughs> I mean, but on the practical end of this thing, we've seen settlements without attorneys where people try to settle and then midway through it, they come to us. It's horrific. They'll take advantage. And I'm not just making it up. We, we have copies of settlements. Like a perfect case where the guy was supposed to get all his money back. He'll come in with a release that says $2,000. He says, oh, I just signed this. But then my friend said, go to Havana's. So can you review this? And I look at it. I'm like, you just, you signed it. You signed it it's over. You I can look at it. You actually owe them $2,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of ends and up sometimes. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you take that two grand, you still have to return the car at the end of the lease. So my, you my you friend, are you are going to pay the disposition. You're going to pay the over mileage fee. So you come out negative. <laughs> We've seen this. We've seen this happen. Yeah. Now, mm. My friend said he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Which brand of car do you see that has the same problem continuously, but they refuse to fix it? Um, like a VW tranny would be something I would talk about. Honestly, <laughs> maybe. We've yeah, we see a, a lot of yeah. I have yet to meet a Range Rover yeah. owner that doesn't say yeah, doesn't complain about it yeah. at the my shop. Cars are always at the shop. Yeah. I don't understand why they buy the Range Rover in they Glendale like it. Burbank. It they doesn't like make it. sense. They like it. it. It's just a personal choice what yeah. they, what people end up buying. But uh, as far as repeat stuff, I mean, we see a lot of Range Rovers, BMWs, Audis, Volkswagens, but everything else across the board. But the the one entity that refuses to admit things, and I'll, I'll be bold enough totally. to say it. No, 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 no. McLaren. The car will catch on fire, possibly, and they'll say there's no problem. There's no, there's no issue. There's no danger here. There's no report. Like seriously. So which one should I order? I'm gonna log on to the website right now. Order one. Drive it a few hundred miles. Take it to Listen, buddy. About that fire thing you were talking about. No. Every three weeks, over. It's like just, just make sure you have a wet nap on your neck. <laughs> the car catches on fire. <laughs> or what's that anti uh, thing spray? What's it called? Uh, fire, fire extinguisher? No, not the, no, fire. the spray like that doesn't. Anti retardant? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Which anti retardant? Repel? <laughs> 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 no. That anti retardant is in or the, the fire or extinguisher. Or the, yeah. the retard. There's a spray where you spray. Where they spray on the stuntman so they don't. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that's Isn't called. Isn't that a retardant? Or uh, something, something like that. Something yeah. retardant. Yeah. Yeah. Something retardant. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, like our president. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's go back to cars. <laughs> so the McLaren, McLaren catches on fire. Basically. Possibly, yeah. 
So have you had a lot of cases where they've come to you and they said, hey, listen, the car caught on fire? Or is there a story behind this where it's like, oh, the car caught on fire, and then all of a sudden, a week later, you got another client, another client, another client? We've had multiple, like, uh, we've had multiple situations where people have approached and said, oh, I bought a car, and then it had issues, and then the dealer said, oh, we're going to take it back just because it's problematic. Then we've had a situation where a guy buys the car, goes somewhere and then his somebody some stranger runs and says hey buddy was that your mclaren back out there he goes yeah, yeah. so it's on fire you should go check it out <laughs> oh, so and then so you're talking about parked not yeah yeah, yeah like he, he pulled up you you like if you had one would have to go check if it's on fire right now or not it's that's common. Arno, yeah. give me your keys. I don't, I don't on the <laughs> on, the, on the, the record. I don't. I don't want to put a percentage so I don't get sued by them as far as the frequency. But we've seen it. We've seen it a few times. Well, so that's um, insane. Yeah. W- why? But is it, why is it called well, a lemon? Interesting. Not Honestly, an orange or an apple or I don't know. I guess because it's sour or something, maybe there's a background. We might we might have no researched it previously, Levy, but I, I I blank out at this point. Dealers tend to leave a sour taste <laughs> in the <laughs> consumers. Well, <laughs> de- dealers forget about. I mean, we got so many comments, negative comments about car experiences as uh, far as dealerships uh, go. You can even go with a a briefcase of cash. You're still going to be there for like four hours of dealing with bullshit and salesman. Like, oh yeah, dude, bro, you, you <laughs> car dealers, you pick out the car, they send you the photo, they say this is the car on the lot. We're sending it to get details so you can come pick it up. And you get there, and all of a sudden you look, you're having breakfast at it with them at Denny's. <laughs> I swear to God, every single time you're there for breakfast. at least yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, you're being all night. You're there. You're still <laughs> signing papers. Yeah. Uh, every single time that's why majority of the time we don't like to use the dealerships those brokers yeah. are so much more convenient yeah. you know someone in the industry you tell them what you want the price is right bring it yeah. over it's so much easier it's more efficient with brokers uh, we work a lot with brokers who you know work, send us their clients when they're having issues it's definitely a good service to use mm-hmm. if you value your time which you should uh, because a lot of people don't. They just they keep shopping. They go to five, six dealers. That's three to five hours each, and then they call around. So when you look at it, they're like, "Do you don't you have a job? Because if you don't have a job, you shouldn't buy the car. But if you have a job, maybe let the brokers do it, or yeah. or, or you know, pick a reasonable number, or or say, look, I'll give you five hundred bucks to find me well, the best price and be done haggling. with it. If you yeah. have it in you to go to the dealer and <laughs> sit there and haggle, oh, like yeah. I want five dollars less, like okay, I well, get you, but. If you don't care about that $5 a month, I mean, at the end of the lease, what does that make, really? Well, the best way to do it, if you're going to negotiate, you want to do it hands-on, then you should just call five dealers, ask for a manager, say, I want this car, these specifications, you know, compare apples to apples. The MSRP is $25,000. I want it for twenty-two. I want the payment to be this much. I want the interest rate to be this much, and I know it. You can, If you can do it, let me know. You call five, six dealers, see who, who gives you the deal. Then you tell them, Go prepare everything. Sure. You know, Here's my credit info online. Submit it. Say, get me approved. And then go in and take the car. So that yeah. will be efficient. But going in and like spending three, four hours, you're exposing yourself, yourself to their tricks. They're going to wear you out. They're going to trick you. And at the very end, they're going to put some extra charges in there. <laughs> yeah. you know? You'll sit in the middle <laughs> of a 
forty thousand square foot deal- dealership for four hours. But wide. yet you're squeezed yep. into this tiny <laughs> yeah. ass, and that's done on purpose. You're in, incom- yeah. you're uncomfortable. I'm surprised they don't put us in a elementary desk, like you know, one of those. Oh. Like you yeah. walk in wanting a Mercedes, you leave with a Toyota Camry. Well, that that's actually how they want you to. D- I remember when twenty some years ago, I worked for a couple of dealerships. When I would interview, that's one of the first questions they ask you is, when you come in, when the client comes in, they're looking for a. Uh, white toyota camry and we don't have one what do you do you sell them a white toyota corolla or yeah. you sell them a black toyota camry that's that's supposed to be your answer not i'll tell them i'll call you when we get one <laughs> no no i went to uh, <laughs> training once when we were brokers i went to training and the whole session was like three hours it was all about how to twist the deal yeah. it's like if the client says this you say this and if they ask for it again you twist it this way and then it was like i think somebody came up with the uh, question like okay when do you tell the truth it says well after five six times and if they start yelling at you then you just come clean and tell them what the deal is otherwise you just keep if twisting they, it if they have to leave it, yeah <laughs> if they well, haven't gotten to the car you can still get a hold of that well majority yeah. of the time as far as with with dealers is when you call them and you say i'm looking for this 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 car yeah we have it are you sure yeah yeah, yeah just come in yeah. they, they just want you in there they want your foot in the door yeah, so there's there are rules against that too, uh, misleading consumers by running false ads. So the dealers will run ads that say this thing is available for twenty grand, and you can come in. You call them, you email them, and say, yeah, "Absolutely, come in." You go in, and they say, "Oh, that car's sold, but we've got another one for twenty-three. But they got you uh, in the door. They got into you in the door. But it so says the, only one at this price. Yes, but it's a lie most of the time mm-hmm. to just get you in. So if the consumer ends up buying it, the the other car, the expensive car, and if we can prove that the other one never existed, we can get the difference back. Mm-hmm. Or we can make them buy back the new car you got. Uh, what, what would you do? Would you like serve a subpoena <coughs> and actually go in there? And we'll pull the info. We'll get we'll get to it if we get into litigation. But usually we'll do research. We'll run the VIN online and then the Wayback websites and stuff. We'll find the original ads and then we'll prove that it was running for months a lot of times. Yeah which shows that they're just full of it. The car you know, got sold months ago. So if we find the VIN of the, that, uh, that original car, then yes, we can subpoena the records. And if that was sold two months ago, why is your ad running? Why do you keep telling people to come in? And another trick they do is they'll tell you this car is available for 20 grand. You show up, they say, yeah, the car is here. It's available for 20 grand. But this car has special things on it. It's got new rims. It's got etching. It's got this, that, imaginary protection stuff that's attached to it. And... Somehow you can't, you can't take it off. It doesn't exist, but they say it's there. It's magical. And you got to pay five grand more for it. And you, you have no choice. You can't buy it for 20. The law says if you advertise for 20 and the, that car does not exist because of these extra things that you claim, then you lied. Then you owe the consumer that five grand back. So if on your c- contract you see random stuff that was added and you were never explained, you could sue them to get... Either that money back or possibly cancel the whole deal. But hold on. Let me ask you this. You just, okay, mm-hmm. cancel the deal. Yes, I understand that. But let's say, for example, you weren't aware of it. They put it in front of you. There's $5,000 in add-ons, yeah. rims, CD, well, not a CD player, MP3 yeah. player. <laughs> a lot of people don't not even know what a CD MP3 is. <laughs> uh, but, for example, they, do, they have all those add-ons. You sign off on it. You're done. And then all of a sudden, you get your first invoice or your first bill. And then you're looking at it. You're like, oh, my God, I didn't. I didn't sign up for this. You know, yeah. I didn't want that those add-ons on there. They didn't tell me about it. 
what is the statute of limitation there or what hap- what happens in that case yeah so the statute in terms of the timing of when you can make a claim depending on which laws that we there are a couple laws we use some of them are three others are four years from date of purchase others are from date of incident discovery meaning when you should have discovered so maybe it took you a few months to realize it so if you're within three to four years you're safe if it's less than three years you're perfectly safe but if it's more than three you know past three past four then it depends on the circumstances and it depends on what the trick is that they pulled off on you and how they did it and what documents they made you sign what kind of ads they had running uh, all of these things matter, so it's very case specific. If we can prove that these it was state fraudulent, state laws we're talking about, correct? Mostly there... state laws, okay. but we used to use some federal, but mostly state laws. California is really, really pro-consumer. So if the dealer or any business cheats a consumer, the the laws are in favor of the consumer, which is why you know under the Lemon Law and the statutes that apply to dealer fraud. There's a fee shifting provision that says if you prevail, they're supposed to pay your lawyer's expenses as well. Because under general law, there is no standing fee shifting, meaning if you and I enter into some kind of a transaction and then we have a fallout and we sue each other, nobody has a right to get their legal expenses paid, which puts a real damper on things because if it's not about a ton of money, it's not worth it to litigate. So you can't really afford to sue somebody if you you lost thousand bucks or five thousand bucks because your legal bills are going to be way more Mm -hmm. there are two ways legally you can get fee shifting one is by contract if if you and i had a contract saying if we have a problem then the whoever wins will have to will will be entitled to get his legal fees paid second one is by law which uh, so you have to be using a specific law that has gives you that right and the consumer rights the lemon law the consumer legal remedies act and things that apply to dealer fraud situations give that right to the consumer which really makes it possible for people to get a lawyer to do this because say you're talking about a twenty thousand dollar car you bought it and then the car is still worth 15 now so you've really lost five grand and if you if the dealer is going to put up a fight and and fight you for a year it's the attorney is going to do a lot of work and the the five grand is not worth it because you, you want that five grand so if i was going to take some of it then it's not worth it to you and we're stuck. But the law gives you the ability to recover your legal expenses, which is how the consumer is really empowered in California to, to set things right. One of my friends just texted me. He was like, ask, uh, ask Kovanes this question. Mm-hmm. So he has a lease that's coming up, mm-hmm. and he has to turn the car in. The auto dealer basically told him that in order for you to return the lease, you have to put run-flat tires back on the car again because yeah. the car was given to him with run-flat yeah. tires. Yes. Now, run flat tires co- are very expensive. Mm-hmm. They cost anywhere from five to six hundred dollars a tire. Not necessarily, but well, how much would they cost? Two hundred. We've got a guy in the industry. Well, there you go. Two hundred enough. Yeah. Well, we, we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll connect you to <laughs> yeah. Vic. But uh, for yeah. example, okay, what does he have to do in that case? He's like, I don't want to put run flats yeah. on it. They're super expensive, especially for that car. Best to approach. So legally speaking, you're supposed to have the appropriate tires on the car when you surrender a car because you got them that way. So you can't just switch them out and put the Toyota basic, you know, non-run flats on a Porsche and say, here you go. Uh, but the best solution is to call around some tire shops and find used ones yes. that are more than the thread level has to be more than the four thirty seconds. So it's not like considered 70%. bold. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, there's the measuring stick. It's a little stick where yeah. you know they Tells use you the it. Yeah, if it's less, if it's four or less, it's considered bold. 
if it's thicker than that then you're okay so the shops know it so the tire shops will keep used tires that are above that threshold because they know someone's going to want to buy these these tires they're going to be good for like a month or, or two but they they still have value so for your friend rather than paying 500 dollars a tire he can call around and possibly find the set that maybe for 100 bucks each or 500 um, for the set yeah. or something. Yeah. And, uh, but the other rule is the dealer probably wants him to match all four. So it needs to be the same yeah, brand. He needs I, to confirm that too. I told I, I texted him and said, listen to what he's about to say. He's like, the back tires are wider. The front tires are narrower. You so that's why it's more sure. expensive. Yeah, whatever the car comes in stock, yeah. it needs to be that way. If it's so, it can, you can't not put non-run flat tires. No. You have to. No, if the car came with run flat, so basically it's a it's a safety issue. The car was designed in a certain way and supposed it's supposed to have certain set of tires on it. If he switched out, he was compromising on safety and handling of that car. So he's doing it because it was a little cheaper. That's his choice. But the manufacturer at this point, it's the car belongs to the bank, the finance company. They have a right to get the car back in the original condition. So it can't be random tires. Otherwise, they'll it's charge him. <laughs> it's like buying an, uh, leasing an M package BMW. And removing and the removing supercharger. The M package <laughs> and returning it as a regular. Yeah. yeah. I wanted the M, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we have we have a couple of questions sure. I want to get to uh, to the get to the uh, people that don't have Arno's phone number to text him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys. By the way, guys, uh, please like, share, subscribe, hit that bell, and then click on all so that you get notifications every so, time we go live. As far as liking and stuff, mm -hmm. something cool I'll mention. So sure. my wife is an attorney too. She's with the firm uh, Shushanik. Uh, those who don't follow her, they should follow her because she has the coolest reels on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So we're really killing it. For the last year, she puts out these awesome reels. So uh, for your viewers who like uh, content and so sure. forth, she's, so the, the reels are really cool to follow. Very well. So Arnold asks, uh, my brother-in-law has a BMW M8. He says mm -hmm. BMW won't lemon it or buy it back. What options do we have? Well, we have to look at the documents. I mean, if it's legitimately a lemon, it's got enough defect, uh, defects and issues that it qualifies for a repurchase, then we can handle it. So first step is we just need to see all the repair documents, and then we'll inspect the car if necessary, and we'll go from there. We'll give him direction of uh, if he needs to take it in again, if it still has issues, or if the case is pretty much ripe already to start the process, then we can handle it for him. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You got that? Um, let's go back and cover Levig's. Uh, we have an investigative, <coughs> mm -hmm. which viewer. one about the McLaren? Yes, so the McLaren. The recall states that a foam pad mounted below the fuel tank used for sound deadening could retain moisture, causing it to corrode over time. Is that so? The foam catches on fire, yes. Yeah, I think, sense. yeah, I think that's the issue, and uh, the, at this point, they believe it's been resolved, so yeah. Oh, America, and he also said that America started using the term lemon in 1909 to refer to something worthless. The uh -huh. act is called the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act, often dubbed the Lemon Law. Yeah, the Magnuson Moss is the uh, federal act, so it's nationwide. And then you got the Song-Beverly Act, which is the California statute that specifically applies to cars. The Magnuson Moss Act is pretty cool because it applies to all consumer stuff. Oh, so if okay. you got a TV, a washer, dryer, a microwave, you got issues with it, it 
keeps breaking down, we could lemon that too. There you go. Uh, it's fun to do. We've done it a few times. Are you serious? <laughs> like a TV or something. Yeah. But it comes <laughs> up very rarely. Nobody knows about it, uh, but it's fun. It's, if, if it comes up, I'm like, let's try it. Jeez. Bada bada. Levick's like our, uh, our Jamie. Like he pulls yeah, up, hey, Jamie, can you look that up? Hey, Levick, can you look that up really quickly? I think Levick's better than Jamie. Who, who's, who's the guy that Patrick but David uses? Uh, Kai. Yeah, I mean, Levick, you're Norway. definitely better yeah. than Kai. Kai doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to work on his spelling. But the guy's from Norway, so. That's a um, pass. That's a pass. Joe says, can you lemon a car after it has been in an accident, but the issue existed prior to the accident? Ooh. Yeah, he gave us the answer within his question. So if the issue is existed prior to, yeah. then we can prove that it was an existing <clears throat> issue. It wasn't caused by the accident. And the other important thing is, what what in, what was involved in the accident so if it's the rear p quarter panel but you're having engine issues then clearly it doesn't have any issue so even uh, if the accident happened prior to the defect manifesting i could still lemon it if it's not related if they're in the same area then it, the accident will cause some problems yeah. and, you know room for them to argue back push back so it's better if it happened before the incident now lemoning a car has to be under warranty though correct yeah so the, the statute is uh, new vehicles or vehicles that are under the original warranty, if they exhibit nonconformities, meaning defects, which interfere with the use and safety of the car. So those are the key terms, use and safety, while under warranty. Then uh, after, if the manufacturer fails to repair it after reasonable attempts, and uh, reasonable is defined later on, then the consumer is entitled to a statutory refund, meaning there's a formula to compute how much you get back, whether it's all or part of your money. Um, did I mess oh, up okay, something? You're okay. You're okay. Yeah, so the, then the, the law goes on to define what's reasonable, and it gives you two examples. One is if the car has been down for more than 30 days combined, meaning five days here, 10 days, 20 days, it adds up to 30. Being down means in At the service. dealer. Okay. Yeah, or if the car has had the same issue four times or more. But you, you guys have probably heard people talking about three times, two times. So there was a case uh, a while ago that said if the defect is dangerous, if it's causing life-threatening, you know, if it's life-threatening, then twice is sufficient. We're not going to make people go through a life-threatening incident four times in order to prove that their car is defective. So the rule now is two times the same incident if it's life-threatening, if it's a very dangerous defect, all the way to four times if it's not so dangerous. And if it's something super annoying, it might take more effort. So if there's, it, it's a wide spectrum. And uh, we, we tell consumers or friends, people, that don't try to assess your own case. Just yeah. send us the repair docs. We'll let you know if it's enough at this point, what the odds are, how much we could get for you. Should you keep taking it in? Uh, should you do it right now? What we should do? Um, a lot of times I compare all of this to being a doctor. I'm like... You you need to show your blood work to the doctor and let him decide what to do. And if you need more tests, he'll tell you you need more tests. If you need medication, he'll tell you you need more medication. Car diagnosis, uh, is that basically. before yeah. or after intubation? <laughs> Depends. <laughs> jo Best question ever. John uh, John uh, Sajikian, which I don't, I don't do you know? He's a PI attorney. Yeah, I think. yeah. He's asking if uh, can he lemon his vibrator? <laughs> or oh, sorry, he meant. Uh, asking for a friend, so it's for a friend of his. It's not your vibrator, John, is it? No, he used to use it. Now it's his friend. Oh, it's his friend's. Okay. okay. <laughs> I hope you sanitized it before he gave it to you. No, because. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Hector was asking earlier about extended warranty. So if the car has extended warranty, or let's say if it's a certified pre-owned, yeah. Do any of those warranties also apply to Lemon Law, or is it just the original manufacturer's warranty? So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. First of all, the original warranty applies to Lemon Law, meaning uh, it has to be during the original warranty term that the problems start happening. If it carries over past the original warranty term, we could still lemon it because then we argue that this these defects started initially during warranty, and if they had been properly repaired, then they would not continue onwards. So it's okay if you pass the original warranty. But if the problem started after and you had no issues during the original warranty, then you have no lemon law claim against the manufacturer. However, if you bought the car past the warranty and you just bought it from a dealer and you're having these issues, there's a separate law that says things need to be fit for their intended use. And it's called merchantability, meaning if a merchant sells something, it has to be merchantable, meaning uh, fit for sale and for use for the intended use. So if you buy a car and it breaks down tomorrow, keeps breaking down, then it's clearly not fit for sale, for driving, and you could sue them for that. So it's parallel to the lemon law, but it's against the manufacturer, uh, sorry, the dealer. I mean, as, as far as I keep hearing as far as safety, safety, safety for the car. Let's say, for exa- for example, your navigation goes haywire. Yeah, it just it's not operating properly. Would that fall into the sa- safety category? Is it electrical or is it more mechanical? Is it more engine? I mean, what what would con- what would be considered something where it's safety, but so it's a wide spectrum. Really depends on the circumstances. So if it's your navigation, it happens once. They'll argue that it's not a safety issue, but we'll argue that it's a safety issue because it distracts you while you're driving. And if if it's the whole dash or it's the, you know half of your dash and it, it comes off and goes blank all the time, at at some point it becomes a safety issue. So if it's once, it's not a safety issue that much. But if it re- keeps repeating, then it's a safety issue because if it's tied to other things and your phone doesn't work, well legally you're supposed to talk on the Bluetooth. Now you can't talk on the Bluetooth because your nav and every the whole system goes out, which that's really common on the Land Rovers. So the whole electrical so shuts out. What's not common? So I think Land Rover's gone with the free vibrator. Built in. So when you're <laughs> stuck somewhere. John, yes. is that where your friend got yours? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, his friend drives a, uh, what's that new one? The um, Discovery? Not the Discovery. The um, the new bulky one Land Rover made a. Uh, Renegade? No, not. Is it called Renegade? Is it called the Renegade? I don't know. Uh, I forgot which one it is, but it's it's I heard Land Rover gives problems, so I stay away from yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Hector and yeah. Sam. It's it's great to be back, guys. Um, so let me see. I think we had a couple of other. I brought up the navigation thing because our yeah. our well, my wife's vehicle is giving a little bit of an issue on the navigation, yeah. and uh, when we took it to the dealer, how to take a look at it, I said, listen. You know, the arrow's jumping around left and right. I think it's a little bit of a safety issue because it, it's causing a distraction. He goes, no, 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 this doesn't fall in the safety issue. No, it's uh, so what you have to realize is that people working at the dealership, they've been through the ring a million times because when we sue, eventually if it goes all the way, we depose the technicians, the service reps. So they've seen this happen a million times. So they're trained to kind of counteract it and then, play things down so that you don't end up suing the dealer or the manufacturer. So don't take advice from them. 
and don't try to like uh, categorize things as safety or non-safety because it, it really ranges. I mean, for example, would the windows not locking or not closing be a safety issue or not? Yes. Of course, it's raining. Okay. It's raining, you can't lock the car and so not forth. Not in Southern California, it's not an issue. Well, <laughs> your, your moonroof, okay, doesn't close properly. Would that be a safety issue or not? Yeah, okay, you yeah. got mold, you got water coming in and so forth. I mean, I basically say unless it's just the cup holder breaking all the time, but even with the cup holder, if it keeps breaking, then with, maybe you're going to spill the coffee. <laughs> so. With John, he's Spoken like a true attorney, <laughs> man. John has a glass of scotch in his cup holder. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. I think he drinks when he gets to the destination. That's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Land Rover Defender, that's what yeah, it's Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. Defender. Thank you, Thank Levick. you, Levick. As, you, as always. Defender, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Arno, as far as Arno's question, I don't think Hobo, Hobo wants to answer that one. Can he okay. lemon his girlfriend? I He's not the first. Well, this Go is the, the second time I'm being asked this question. It was uh, My wife was asked this. and There was a lawsuit in China, I think, uh, years back, where the guy sued his wife because of misrepresentations because she had too much plastic surgery. Oh, and yes. I when, remember that. Yeah, so when the kid was born, <laughs> apparently, yeah, yeah. right? What, what, yeah, what, was, the what was the outcome of that case? I mean, I saw that he won, but I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, I just, I just saw. What happened? The, the father-in-law had to pay him back. Or <laughs> how does that work? I don't know. With I want to know who's defected: the baby <laughs> or the wife, <laughs> or both, or both. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Black wants to know: Do you represent Manny Koshpin? <laughs> no, no, I haven't represented him. <laughs> That's I, a super question, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if Why? you think he he needs me, he yeah. can call me. Does he need representation? Have you ever? What's what's like the most expensive car you've had to uh um lemon or whatever the situation McLaren? was we've we've had mclarens we've had bentley cases we've had others i mean in the couple hundred range we had something over a million once but it got resolved over, and a, million. over a million but it was really confidential so with the high-end cars uh, the, the owners really don't want their names mentioned or even the car mentioned because then somebody will find out what car it was and so forth. So we've had wow. a few. Um, you know, the, the high-end cars are cool to be around, so they're fun. But as far as cases for us, um, the ideal case for me is like a twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 car where I can get the jury sympathy versus somebody who bought a million-dollar car and then doesn't like it. Turns out the fender has an issue, was repainted, and he's going to cry about it because the jury's going to hate us and first world yeah. problems after. so it's yeah. not I, I, yeah. I thought it would probably be like a seventy, eighty thousand dollar car not no the cheaper the sweet spot the, the sweet spot is the average consumer the range they have, you know the the mid uh, mid range where normal people can afford it you know the 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 guy or girl gal who doesn't make a ton of money you know 20 to fifty thousand dollars that's the sweet spot anything above that once you're in the hundred thousand and up you get no sympathy really Unfortunately, I don't blame yeah. them either. Who? Well, anyone that's going after a lemon law will have over a hundred thousand. Screw you, go lose well, it. Well, it depends Why? on what the issue oh, is, you know. A car, what do you mean it's a car? It's fix In, it and move on, it's not a big deal. But that's they the whole point, it, it's not they? fixing. No, no, it depends. They can, what if it's not fixing? What if you've, I mean, you kind of talk about it, but uh, I mean, I don't know what you drive, but. I think I the sense is easy for you. This reminds me of when I was uh, study, uh, taking the, the bar exam. One day, one of my classmates came and bumped into my car. 
and I, I'm sitting in the car. It's early morning, and he comes and just parks in front of me and hits my bumper. I get out. I'm like, what? The, why? He goes, oh, it happens all the time. I do it all the time. I look at his car. It's all scratched up. My car has no oh, scratches. No I'm like, obviously, it happens Did all the time. Did you grab your neck? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, was but, he wasn't a lawyer yet. He was way yeah, I, so. I guess the reason why John is asking, because he says two of his SLSs, yeah. which he happens to own six of them. Uh, he had posted a video today about right. and his Bugatti wouldn't pass smog. Well, we can parts. look into it. Yeah, so the smog... <laughs> yeah. well, we, we, we've been trying to look into him yeah. a little bit as well. So if you get a hold of him, <laughs> let him know we want him on the show. Okay, sounds good. Vox <laughs> uh, says he was just at Staples listening to us and uh, the cashier was like, no way, man, you watched Wise Nuts? I love those guys. Oh, man. <laughs> we made it to Staples, yeah. Mom. <laughs> yeah, now we need to do a show at the Staples Center. Yeah. Oh, we can't. We can. Okay, fine. Um, how about Tesla? Do you yeah. deal with Tesla? Yeah, we 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 have Tesla cases. Uh, they're, I mean, they they have issues at times. They're pretty relatively responsible as a company in terms of if you've got if got you've got an issue and you come through us, we can get a settlement. We could get a repurchase if your car is really defective. Uh, on the flip end. If uh, if there are technical ways for them to maneuver around, they they've got too much brain power to avoid being you know nerds about it. So they'll do a full write up and like a recreation of the incident and prove that uh, it's impossible what you said and you know the car was going at this miles per hour turning and so forth and so forth and you were speeding and so 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 it's pretty neat if you're a nerd but uh, on the end of a customer who's trying to get his money back it's not that cool. Um, but as far as ca Tesla cases, I, I know a lot of Tesla drivers are fanatics about it and a lot of them refuse to claim the lemon law and they say, oh, no, I'm not going to sue them as if they own a part of it. Maybe they own some stocks cars, or they just cars falling apart. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Yeah. I, I, I used to mess with a friend of mine. I text, I go, you want to make quick X dollars? He goes, OK, sure. I go, let's sue Tesla. He goes, no, no, no. <laughs> I knew I knew he was a big fan. That's why and he had a Tesla. So I was messing with him. <laughs> Um, so, you know, so if I wanted to get the new Lamborghini Countach, yes, you should get it. Yes. What What are the chances we could get my money back and keep the car? Well, it's a new and car. Keep the car. This is Water the over. most common question yeah. we get asked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, what? Without causing it, without the hold, only deal hold on, you get. There's a gray area there. Without da without damaging the car. And my credit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and no criminal record, right? And, not and he wants to put zero down. <laughs> is it possible? <laughs> so, um, I know it's a question, but is it possible for someone to get their money back and keep the car? Everything is, let me put it this way. Uh, I want to say everything's possible. We've done everything everything you can imagine in, in, the, in those terms. Uh, it's, it's, it's been done before, but I don't want to put it out there as a, you know, come to us, you get a free car. That's not what we do. But Edgar. depending on the circumstances of how it happened, what happened, what the issues are, how the manufacturer treats you, uh, we have scenarios where a client ends up with a free car or the equivalent money or more than he's paid into the car or she. So, um, you know, sometimes we have a double case where it's against the dealer and the manufacturer and we recover more than it went in. Sometimes they mistreat the consumer, so we end up with more money. Uh, uh, there's certain ways, depending on how they react to our lawsuit, there are possible ways to recover more, but it's not the norm. It's not like every case you get more money. 
So we don't want to put it out there as yeah. if you can triple your money or get a free car. That's not really. So what you want to understand or keep in mind is the harder the lemon was to help consumers who have been harmed. So we deal a lot with people who saved up money and they bought this car and it's their lifeline because that's how they take their kids to school. They go to work and it's really important to them. And then the car has ends up having issues and the manufacturer is fighting us to the nail or the the car turns out it was in an accident and it wasn't disclosed and it's not safe. And then uh, sometimes these cars break down completely. So the guy or girl, girl is left stranded and things fall apart. They can't take their kids to school. They can't go to work. So you, you ha- obviously you have this range. You have the client who just sees the opportunity. The car has had issues. He wants his refund and that's fine. You're just using the law and nobody can hold that, uh, that against you. But then on the other uh, end of the spectrum, you have people who really, really suffer because of the circumstances. And unfortunately, it happens with the cheaper cars, the immigrant people. You know, I was an immigrant, so I, I, I feel like I, I'm obviously I know what they've been through. So um, those are the more satisfying cases for us to handle where, you know, the person saved up three, four grand, put a down payment. And then all of a sudden, three months into it, the car doesn't work and he's screwed and uh, he's this paying used 20. Cars. Scenario. Used cars, yes, usually used cars, but sometimes new cars new even. Cars. So you get stuck in it, and uh, we do everything we can to help them uh, to get out of the situation. So uh, we joke about it, obviously, in terms of the higher-end cars and this and that and double your money or free car or whatever, but a lot of this, like, half the time, it's really serious for these people. Uh, honestly, I just really yeah. didn't know that that exists, but yeah, but how would, it, how would it work for, let's say I, I go to a used car, I buy a $15,000 Used car, ten year old. Yeah. Uh, Call it no Prius, warranty, nothing. Yeah. yeah, doesn't have anything. So the it's sold as is. Yeah. Well, so the uh, dealer fraud rules and the as is is very important. So, the dealer fraud is a consumer protection that uh, concept that says you can't cheat someone, you can't lie to someone, and so that same thing applies if you're selling cars. So if you're selling a fifteen thousand dollar car, the odds are you bought it from the auction for seven, eight grand, maybe less, and the worst are the cars that are around 10 grand because they buy them from the auctions for two, three grand. And the person that's buying that $10,000 car is really someone who's struggling financially. So she saves up the money. She puts 3000 down where at that point, the dealer has recouped the money they paid for the car. Mm-hmm. And that car is really dangerous oftentimes. And they're paying 25% interest because they have bad credit and so forth. So they drive so the car. used car Used cars, though, yeah. Yes, yes. They drive the car, two, three months into it, the car breaks down. We look into it, or sometimes immediately, like a, two days later or, or an hour later. They get home and it, it, the, the lights are on. And if the car was sold with warranty, then you have certain rights. If the car was sold with no reference to warranties, you have implied warranties, which means it has to be fit for its intended use and you intended to drive it. So if it broke down a day or two later, clearly doesn't fit the purpose of your purchase. So you have rights. If the car was sold as is, meaning a lot of people confuse that and say, oh, if it's as is, that's it. You're you're stuck and it's yours. It's the way it is. Well, Isn't there a value that that doesn't apply? No, no. It's there's. I think you're talking about something else. I, I can explain what you're talking about. But the general as is means... We're not giving you assurances going forward. It's just the way it is and stuff happens. You don't make it home. Life happens tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever happens is your problem. But there's a catch to that. If you knew the car had this issue and you turned off the lights and you reset it and you sold it to me and I don't make it home, then it's still your problem. 
and I'll still come after you, you know, on behalf of our clients. And we have those cases. And a lot of people don't understand this concept. A lot of attorneys don't understand this. We see it a lot of defense lawyers putting up fights with us on these cases where I'm saying, look, I'm not saying that if the car broke down a month later, it would have been your client's problem. No, I get it. But if the car breaks down today and I bought it today, then odds are you cheated my client because the car was unsafe. And so you didn't tell me and we drove it. I mean, the perfect example is we had a guy who bought a car and then the next day he couldn't start it, took it to his mechanic and it had no uh, transmission oil in it and it was all rusty inside. Well, can't get rusty overnight. So it's a perfect case. So basically yeah. dissect the car. Well, we will we'll tell you what to do, yeah. <laughs> whatever the issue is. A lot of times, so a lot of people just say lemon law, lemon law. They'll call us with different issues related to cars, and that's fine. We'll figure out what the issue really is. And sometimes when you call about A, we'll look into B, and we'll say, well, you got this issue, you got overcharged on this, and you got this or that. We'll inspect the car. Um, we, we do our own inspections. We know what to look for. If I if it's there, I'll find it. If I can't find it, then it's really unfair to blame the dealer because uh, that means they probably didn't notice it either. Yeah. yeah. John, so let's say so. No, go ahead. John had an interesting go question. He said, uh, "Question intended use. So if the back seat breaks, I can sue." Well. The back seat is intended for use, right? So unless it's a pickup and has no back seat, it's yeah. a two-seater. Then or unless yes. you use the yes. back seat for something. John, what are you using the back <laughs> seat for? We're just curious. I, I think we should Knowing leave that out of the case. Knowing who's asking the question, yeah. it's I mean, probably the that. <laughs> I'm sure if John ever yeah. had a case, he would probably present that, Your Honor, you know, I was using the back seat for something else. and Tying my shoes. <laughs> well, is it intended use or not? Is it reasonably foreseeable that somebody would use certain seats for certain purposes? That's the standard him, of the law. So for him, everything <laughs> is intended use. I think we shouldn't get into the, the rabbit hole with John with that um, back seat. Any, f- any fifth generation? <laughs> yes. Why is there any fifth, fifth generation, generation Subarus yeah. being lemon due to CVT trans issues? Oh, that's a continual variant transmission. Um, it's the transmission that just basically when you put your foot on the gas, it doesn't shift. It just goes. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when uh, I have that car. I yeah. drove a car oh, like you like that. When I drove a car for the first time, it was in 2005. <laughs> it was a Nissan Murano. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this? Right? There's no <laughs> gear change. Why is the shifting? <laughs> my transmission is going to blow up. Yeah. See, yeah. Nissan and VW, in my opinion, have some of the worst transmissions, both of them. Well, Honda did the same uh, thing when, as well. They went I with the CVT. When I used to go into the dealerships, I would just see how many transmissions they have lined up in the parts yeah. department. I was like, they have horrible transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> you go into Toyota, yeah. you see about four or five of each model, and that's yeah. it. You go to VW, yeah. bro, there's like 40 of them lined up. You know, yeah. oh, crappy car right there. They all have uh, their issues. Mm. Subarus, we've had some Subaru cases. I don't remember if it was the fifth generation XYZ, but we've had some. Yeah, yeah. J- Levix can ask pretty specific, Very specific questions. Yeah, he's a car guy, so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The 1989 so, Subaru. Uh, <laughs> so the used car. Let's <laughs> say someone goes and buys a 2017 yes. a Toyota Camry from a used dealer. Now they're wor- they're still in their warranty with the manufacturer warranty, yeah. uh, but they bought it from a used car dealership. You, as the law, as the lawyer representing the customer, mm. who are you suing? The manufacturer or 
the used car dealer. So we'll check uh, what the issues are now or during his ownership, and then uh, we'll try to see if we can get the record prior to his ownership. And then uh, depending on how much warranty is left, we'll assess whether we go after the manufacturer and the used car dealer that sold him the car or just one or the other. Okay. So it really depends on the specifics, but we'll go after both if, if it makes sense. Um, Guys, don't yeah. forget, like, share, click on the bell, subscribe. And uh, why are people not sharing? Share, please. Share. That's important. This is a, yeah, it's a very informative topic. A lot of I, all of you drive yeah. cars. Yeah. Um, By the way, Sam was asking about Hovannis's information. We'll have that all that information in the body of the e- of the body of the uh, podcast yeah. at the end of the show. His office phone number, contact yeah, information, absolutely. and you'll mention it obviously. As yeah, well, well uh, you can plug it in right now. While sure, he's on. sure. Well, I mean, I I put a comment right under the post when we went live, so I think I'm the first person there. So you can follow me, give me you know, give me like or follow. Uh, but as far as the info, it's called the Margarian Law Firm, like my last name. We're in Glendale, but we take cases everywhere in California. We're uh, waiting on licenses in five other states uh, that are coming up soon. But at this point, anywhere in California, anything automotive related, we'll, we'll be happy to handle it. So everything's what's really cool about it, again, is that it's it's free, essentially, because the consultation's free up front. Everything's free. We'll help you walk through the process, figure out what you need to do. If you have a case, then... We'll make the manufacturer pay for everything um, and, and so forth. So. Let's plug in a phone number. It's 818-553-1000. That's yes. the office number. Yes. Easy to remember. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, And just Margarian, or if you Google, if you forget it, the Google Lemon Law Dealer Fraud uh, and Margarian, and you'll find us. Google yeah. algorithms will find it. Oh, can you, is there such a thing as lemoning a house or no? Lemoning well, a house? Sure there is. I mean, it's not. That's not the term. But generally, thing. like a new house that's built, uh, the builder has to give warranties for ten years. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times the builders don't sell for the first ten years. They'll hold on. They'll rent out, and then they'll sell sometimes as a strategy. So they don't end up ah. being sued for the building construction you faults. So you guys. Um, speaking of new construction, so we're mm-hmm. an escrow for a new construction, yeah. and. You know, I always recommend every single one of my clients to do an inspection, regardless of if it's new construction or not. So this was finished in December 2020 of 2020. And these people have been living in there and I have my inspectors going to the attic, crawl space and everything. So sorry for you guys. You guys can't see this video, but I want look at this, guys. So this was at the property. Oh, underneath. So they're literally they forgot to connect the drain line. Yeah to the actual uh, sewer line, the actual main Small sewer line. Small hiccup, okay. nothing major. Small hiccup, no, but big deal. yeah. So at, the, at that point, it's You're like- you shitting you, in your own house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Small hiccup. Yeah, so I mean, at that point, at that point, you literally go back to the builder or the plumber and you tell them, hey, fix your shit. But then literally, <laughs> literally fix your shit. Because, I mean, who else is going to be liable for it? It's been six months and you, you forgot to connect the main line. And- Obviously, we're going to have foundation inspection done. We're going to have mold inspection done. Hopefully, we don't find anything major. But, I mean, yeah, builder's going to be liable for it. It's same, yeah. it's same thing, so, same concept. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Mike was asking about any issues with the uh, Mercedes GLE 43 Coupe. 
What color, Mike? <laughs> yeah, depends on the color, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's and the white. Rim, the rim size matters <laughs> yes. to us. <laughs> Any uh, issues with that we, particular? I, I don't remember, like, off the top of my head if we've had that exact car, but we, we handle a lot of Mercedes cases, as you would imagine. Uh, but to be fair, I think uh, our the volume of cases we do, which manufacturers we handle, I think depends on our client base. So, you know, sometimes people say, well, is it more this one or that one? Well, depends on my clients if we have more mercedes drivers then we're gonna have more mercedes but that doesn't mean more defect you know mercedes is more defective than the other car yeah. um, so i don't have the nationwide statistics for it but what i could say is like toyota's hondas are fairly reliable the more complicated the car gets the more likely that it's going to have a fault and if it has a fault the more likely that they will not be able to fix it so we see that kind of a trend in cars land rover mm-hmm. <laughs> Serge was asking, do do all states have some type of a lemon law? Most states do, pretty much all. all and the difference is there ha- there's variations in the, in the parameters in terms of what it takes for it to, to be considered a lemon, you know, mm-hmm. t- four times, three times, uh, what the mileage thresholds are, what, what the parameters are. So, But every state has lemon law. As far as I know, every state has it, yeah. Because when we... I mean, when you talk about lemon law, I don't think a lot of people also think outside of just cars. Is there's a lot of other expensive purchases you make, right? Yeah. Let's well, say he, he mentioned TVs. Yeah. He mentioned washer, yeah. washing machines, yeah. Yeah. refrigerators. Yeah. The, so the federal statute, the Song uh, Magnuson Moss Law Act, is federal and it applies to all consumer goods. So anything, if it's defective, uh, it applies. Then on the consumer end, the Consumer Legal Remedies Act applies to all kinds of transactions with consumers and they're supposed to be fair. So y- y- it, the, the goods or services have to match the representations made. Yeah. And then you have other uniform commercial code uh, and other fair business and practices use laws which say you have to treat consumers fairly. You can't cheat them. You can't price gouge. You can't trick them. You can't really you know mark up things and put something for one price and then up the price mm-hmm. and so forth. For example, we do some cases these days, uh, class action cases where a product is marked up as a uh, you know, thousand bucks and then it says 50% off $500 now. And then when you look at the manufacturer's side, the product is made and sold for $500. So the thousand dollars never existed. That's not an, a non-existing price. So mm-hmm. it's a flat out all lie. All retailers do that in every yeah. aspect. Look at the clothing industry. Yeah. They do that all the time. They, they play with it. So if they're playing with it correctly, then they beat the system. But if not, then there's a case against them. So uh, the rules say if something sells for a set price for a period of time, then that price becomes the actual price. So Mark, market you, value. Yeah, yeah, you can't just you know say this is a thousand dollars and then start selling it for five hundred and f- every for the next ten years say oh, it's fifty percent off. No, it's not. After ninety days, it becomes the price unless you periodically keep fluctuating. You're all over the place and you have different prices. Yeah. And the federal statute says if the average price is X, then that's the price. So you can't. You can't change it for one day and then bring it back down and say, "Oh, look, you know, it was a thousand. Now uh, it's five hundred. You guys want to hear something? Yeah. Furniture stores and mattress stores have the same mattress. It's they're always either going out of business yeah. sale. Or yeah, fifty yeah. percent. Colorado off. and Glendale, that corner. I mm. moved here in '91, and they've been having a moving out liquidation. Liquidation. <laughs> it's like a oh, furniture, furniture store. Yeah, yeah. It's been. I've been here thirty-one years. They've they're been going liquidated. out. It's yeah. a slow liquidation. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> See a lot of the, 
<laughs> they can't get rid of the inventory because yeah. it keeps <laughs> coming in and <laughs> just selling. These damn shipments won't stop. We just got It's an HR problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you guys know that salad master, those sets oh, that all the Don't give me yeah. sets. <laughs> the the $8,000 pants, <laughs> yes. Imagine if Arbius starts <laughs> suing them. <laughs> no one uses that shit. It's just sitting at home. <laughs> I, I, remember, I don't know if I told you guys this story when one of my coworkers <laughs> reached out to the salad master had just come out. He goes, oh, Come over. What do you, what do you guys what do you guys do Saturday night? <laughs> oh, nothing. Why? What's up? Well, we wanted to come over. Why? Oh, we should have some coffee and stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll set something up. Oh, by the way, we're going to be bringing something over. I'm like, Bro, you bring the salad master? He goes, But how'd uh, you know? Huh? Because everybody in, their, everybody in our office oh, was buying was, salad uh, masters from this guy. It's like, Bro, are you bringing salad master? He goes, How did you know? I'm like, bro, stick to selling real estate. Stop selling <laughs> pots and pans. That's yeah. insane, dude. I don't know. I, I was never a fan of it. I was never a fan of it. Yeah, I bought two sets. <laughs> did you? Come on, oh, bro. Jesus you Christ. Know I was well about enough. to say. I was about to say. What do you think of the new Countach? He thinks about it. I think about it. I, I mean, I, I like everything, <laughs> except I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> about the front headlights. Are you serious? Yes. It, it takes I don't time. know. It's I think it's going to take gonna time. Take it's yeah. okay. Get it. We'll yeah. change the headline. Oh, okay. On, yeah. When I first <laughs> make him different. When I first saw it, yeah. I was. I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed. Yeah. See that. I, I looked at it. I was like, Why did they do this? The backlights. They did it. They did the, uh, the hybrid. The, uh, the, uh, the hybrid yeah. backlights, and in the front, you're always used to the Countach being the flip-up lights. You're just like, ah, they're trying a little too hard, because. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's it's a historic car, and Armand was mentioning it off the podcast. Yeah. I think every kid had a Countach poster yeah. on their yeah. wall, except yeah. John. Except John, <laughs> yeah. John, he had, had a mural. He had the real thing, or no? He had, no, no, he he had a picture of a gay. Vibrant. David Hasselhoff. That's Michael, bro. That's Michael. Yeah, but it was David. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. But yeah, he's, you're talking about Baywatch. Yeah, that's two different shows. Yeah. Why can't well, they just we, mix it? One is wearing le- a, well, not a Magnuson violation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, John being John, he might like leather pants one day. He might like the the red shorts one day. It all it all varies. But I mean, look at the new new S class 2022. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I promise you, within a few months, you're going to love it. No, I like yeah. I saw an older one again today, and the front headlights of the older ones just make it look more aggressive, more luxurious. This new one looks like, I I've, I don't know why, it just looks like a CLS to me. Or it looks yeah. like a... By the way, Sarman, Sarman's tuning in. He just got one from what I remember. Sarman, how how do you like the oh, new wait, class? Oh, well, wait. Well, Sarman, congratulations to Sarman. Oh, yeah. Congratulations it's, it's, to your beautiful daughter. Yeah, Sarman, I think you have Sarman's mixed up, right? No. Sarman Hochverdi. Oh, no. Sarman Bondarian. Bondarian. Oh, oh right, right, right. right. Sorry, sorry. All right, uh, it's all right. Just a correction, guys. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to oh. cause problems for him. Both good things. Yeah. Both this good is, things. This is, uh, Sarman's wife just yeah. smacked his head. What are you doing your no, baby no, no, with? No, no, Sarman Hochverdi, I know from 30-plus years ago. Yes. Good to see you, Sarman, Jen. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Yeah. By the way, everybody, um, Sarman did not have a baby, and he's married. Yeah, not Sarman. Sarman Bondarian did. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. And his wife had the baby, just to well, be clear. Guys. You can't say that these days, because oh, men shit. can have babies, and they That's can true. nurse as well, okay? That's racist. All mammals have nipples, okay? <laughs> yes. You can even milk a cat if you really try. 
Hey, fuck. But, yeah. <laughs> but S class, no. I didn't I, like it. I was at Keys European a few days ago with my brother and um and uh there was probably about five of them in the showroom. Uh and some had the sport package and the full blown I mean the interior is the interior, yeah, the interior they, is, really is nice. out of is this world, bro. It's exterior the exterior, every time I see it it's starting to grow on me. And that's you, even the new, even the twenty twenty or the twenty one when they first the seven series fir- first came out. It's yes. like a big, huge grill, right? Yeah. To me, I, I hated it. It was way too big. The grill. Now you look at the older ones. You go, what a yeah. small grill. Yeah. That grill yeah. comes from a Lexus. It looks <laughs> like the LS grill. Yeah. yeah. I still don't don't like the three series though, the, with the new grill. I don't I like the lights. Can, I don't like the lights in the three yeah. series either. That little cut yeah. right in the front. <laughs> I think yeah. it yeah for the three series it's pro- even for the four series the grill is too big for the body size but mm-hmm. on the seven it just it's really like, well aggressive. well the four series and the three series I think it's the M packages that goes from top all the way to yeah. the bottom so it's like one big smiley face smile <laughs> I don't want to yeah smiley face call it a Hitler mustache call it whatever the hell you want to call it but uh, it looks like lips with too many incisions in there. but <laughs> it's just it, 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 cars are becoming more and more you know. Uh, hard to look at because we, we you fall so in love with the older models and then when yeah. they come out with the newer ones you expect it to be better or something and you're like eh, even but even the 2019 at 2020 s classes when they first came out in 20 what was it 13 or so huh? i initially didn't like it that body mm. style oh and then you're like wow how did i even like the old one yeah it's it's usually like that and but the the one thing i hate about cars these days is you can't differentiate unless you get within five feet of a car. You can't tell if it's an S class, E class, E class, <laughs> C class, B class, F. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Mercedes, the interior. They smear it too much. Yeah, Mercedes. Forget about the interior, yeah. exterior. I'm talking about. Yeah, interior. Exterior. I mean, if you're into could, cars, you could tell. Them, let me put it this way: like a Mercedes, for example. Yeah, you're right. The Obviously, like the E class to the S or the E class to the C, yeah. yes, it's very because the size wise, yeah. uh, you'd have to get very close to it to kind of differentiate what it looks like. But for example, BMW, same thing. No man, no. Oh, but the other day we were, you know, you we, could tell, we you could tell, the, you could tell a seven series, series from a five series. My five series outside, you don't, you look at it, you have to come close to it to see if it's if the it new is. ones. Yes, you have to. Even yours, you yours yeah, maybe yours not as seven, much, they but familiar. The other day, I'm telling you, somebody was standing right in front of the seven series. You're like, oh, is that a five or a seven? I'm like, yeah, it's a one. It's a seven. <laughs> I mean, you, but the <laughs> guy couldn't tell. It's the new cues. <laughs> no, and I don't blame. That. Like, for, it's a smartphone I've, too. So many times I've seen an e e convertible. <laughs> From we far, thought I S. thought it yeah, was an S, S, S convertible. convertible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to, I get real close and I'm like, wow, this. That's that's really like heartbreaking that. for the S class guy thing, because he right? paid way more. He paid two hundred <laughs> yeah. grand to drive a very yeah. exclusive car, and it looks exactly and like E class, just like E class, and yeah, almost like five this. inches yeah. shorter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the here's, and even with the the forty threes and the sixty threes now, now mm-hmm. Mercedes comes out with the forty threes and they come out with the sixty threes. They sound exactly the same, and a lot of times people pick those cars up because they make that nice. Yeah. That one's a V8, but they sound exactly the same. The exhaust kit and everything. Mm. Now you have somebody basically paying X amount of dollars for a V8, and then you have somebody paying X amount of dollars for a V6. And a few inches of, uh, if you're John and you need the back seat, you know, 
There you go. A few inches extra. No, but it's, it, they look up. exactly the same. That's the thing. Like, for yeah. example, when you go pick up a 3 Series and you put an M3 next to it, you could tell which is an M3 and which is a 3 Series. You can't yeah. tell S63 from a S5. an S43 and an S63. They look exactly the same. Yeah. S43? Yes. Yeah, they're the same. Oh, I'm color sorry. Color. E. I'm sorry. C. C43 and C63 and then the E43 the and yeah. E63. They look exactly the same. Because they are the same. Because no. they're just the, the engine is they're, they're both sedans. No, I know, I know. All that. he's trying to say is they're too similar. I know that's, uh, that's as what far I, as the yeah. lines and making. Like, let me put it to this way: like you, you pick up a, a BMW 5 Series M package, it's not going to look like an M5. Yeah, no, it's it's not. not. Why is it not going to look like an M5? Because an M5 is an M5. The engine is different. It's stronger and everything. But as as far as BMW putting that marker on there, that M emblem, making sure that look, this is an M. But then you go pick up a five series M package. They'll make it look like an M5, but it won't be. The mirrors won't be the M5 mirrors. Bro, the exhaust won't be I the feel M5. Like BMW is giving away the M5. Mercedes is the same. No man, like, I'm is. telling you, these new ones. My cousin just picked up uh, the C43s, the okay. convertible. You look at it, you'll be like, it's a C63. Even when she turned the car on, gargles like a beast. Interior, ambient lighting, full touchscreen, digital gauges, everything. But it's a V. It's a, the six. Have, have you a BMW guy? So I understand, you know that you you How notice the difference. BMW Hold on, guy, you you said it. Your, you said it yourself. The 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 e, the E class that you saw the coupe. Right. It looks like an S. Yeah. I'm t- I'm saying some, the different some, models look alike. Even I mean look at look at the GLS and the GLC and then all the other all the SUVs they all pretty much look at, look the same. You can't really tell the difference Look, as much. All I care about is which one is easier to get lemon. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing like lemon juice. <laughs> but but I, I'm sure if you look at it, I mean, I can tell the difference. Uh, but even if you look at the wheels, you look at the specifics of the cars, even on an S63 versus mm-hmm. a S whatever AMG package, it's, it's a world of difference. For, um, for most People though, if they're not that into cars, they oh, can't tell the yeah, difference. Well, so the, the I guess the, the point uh, Arno is making is just with BMW, they make the contrast is clear between clear. the cars. It's, it's that's yeah. which I, I think I tend to agree with that. It's more clear if you get the M package or the M version, and it definitely stands the BMW out. BMW yeah. used to like <coughs> carry that M package or the emblem. With the sacred, now they're just giving it away on every little car. No, man. every car, no. yeah, bro. In the nineties, <laughs> BMW, very rare you would find the M type or M. But I mean, they build M5. it up, so if you pay for it, yeah, you can get yeah, it on yeah, the two yeah. series and the they five. They used to not the, make as many yeah. with the M emblem yeah. because they would actually everything was different with the M. Yeah. Now all the cars come standard. Like, yeah. There's very uh, little difference in. No, in no. There's the real M is different. Of course it is. So, so there. I would say. They the give M type you that they give out nowadays. Oh, the, the basic M, yeah, like M- a basic car yeah. with an M package. Exactly. You just get a little oh, better suspension, a little better yeah. looks and rims, but well, not all the I'm full saying blown. Is in the nineties, BMW yeah. used to like value. If you saw the M yeah. emblem, it meant something. Yeah. Nowadays, well, just like AMG. Yeah, yeah, but all of those cars yeah. were like that until about ten years ago. Yeah. Now, now it's like they. I, as much as I'm into cars, I don't know all the models. That yeah. BMW or Mercedes has, they have each of them have 47 different models. Yeah, that's true. Because they are now catering to everybody from $200 a month lease up to yeah. $5,000 a month. 
Before it used to be, you know, you have it was between six hundred and two thousand. That was the lease programs for BMW and uh, Mercedes. Now it's literally two hundred all the way to five grand. You pick whatever you I want. I mean, think about it. You can They're walk into Mercedes. You can yeah. buy a smart Merce- for two for nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Mercedes never competed yeah. with Camry or. Yeah. Honda Accord. No, 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 no. But, no, now they but, do. Uh, but I feel like they're cheapening the brands when they go that they're, down yeah, because the the product is not, it's not doesn't have the same. quality. No, it Overall, doesn't. Overall, car just, quality in the yeah. last seven to eight years, to me, yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. Even when it comes to exterior, yeah. uh, just the quality of yeah. the product is I mean, not. The, what the, the higher be. end ones have improved, but the yeah. mid range or mid-range lower end has has dropped. Uh, the For example, Toyota has yeah. drastically dropped quality. Um, not sure, but well, just yeah, overall, yeah. just feeling yeah. the car, you okay. know, bumping into like yeah. you just get a dent. Really? Like, on, yeah, yeah, definitely. I well, I think it's the other way around. Like no. before, you used to close a Toyota's door. You know, now right. it's, it look feels at it this heavier. Way. Look how you know how you have to know a car dealer or a car manufacturer is doing well. How often they change the bodies? Look how often Toyota and Lexus, BMW, Not Mercedes. Cha- what are you talking? Toyota, bro. Toyota is pr- well, a couple of years, maybe. Go yeah. look at go look at a 2017 Prius and go look at a 2020 Prius. It's a completely different body. Yeah. It is Prius, yes, yeah. BMW. They change it so well, often. Ger- Even BMW Ger- gives a facelifts, like yeah. the five series. They gave it a subtle facelift. But that's just to to kind of cheat the system in sense Correct. of making people buy more. Because yes. if you're an addict and you want yeah. the latest and you're like, oh, it's, yeah. it's still the same, but it's not the yeah. same. I want to switch out. But now look at this. So. When was the last time you guys saw a new Infinity? Like the Qs, the Nobody Q50. buys an Infinity. Exactly. It, tell, it tells you. No, no matter Nissan, what they do. Exactly. No, as far as <laughs> Nissan's Infinities, they don't change you the body. You lease the car. You lease Infinity's it. Infinity's an amazing yeah. lease car. But I think it depends on the consumer they're targeting. Like if... Uh, maybe it's because that that mm-hmm. consumer is not looking for the cutting edge and new and flashy and cool, but w- the BMW driver wants the upgraded this, upgraded that, and more M packages, more this, more that. So they keep upping it a little bit, making tweaks so that to, they make you trade in your car, get yeah. another car if you're stuck with it. And you well, know, if it's an obsession, then you end yeah. up paying way more. Japanese, Japanese and American cars tend to do a complete revamp every four years. But Mercedes, BMW is every seven years. Yeah. Uh, they just switched 2022. They won't switch it until 29, maybe 30, but yeah. 29 most likely. Um, Le- Levick, Toyota Tundra, the new one looks nice. I I, I'm, I love trucks. I just can't do Japanese trucks. Trucks, to me, have to be American. Overall, why are people just stuck on buying export like imported cars let's try to go towards the american car market man i mean i say it and i don't own an american <laughs> car but where is american <laughs> car made though mexico i stand corrected on this one. <laughs> it's where I the tequila also, comes from also depends <laughs> what you're looking for in terms of the exterior interior i mean the corvette up until now was horrible amazing. inside now it's nice it's amazing but Previously, five years ago, inside the co- well, it Corvette, garbage. it was like a plastic. You just Chevy. couldn't get yourself. Yeah, you couldn't get yourself to buy it if you're looking for a luxury sports car. Corvette Still, interior. Today, look yeah. at a Corvette. Today, yeah. In the supercar market, I don't see anyone beating it for the price. Nobody. Yeah, they finally got caught up. But in if terms you, of the but if you could, ca- if you could get one, 
Yeah. That's true, but yeah. at the price, hands down, well, the best. Right offer. now, you can't get any car. Yeah, yeah. The, the car market is it's beyond. It's it's, it's as bad as the housing mess. market. I mean, it's, and the worst part is, is now that you're trying to sell a car, a lot of these CarMaxes, Carvanas, they're not even taking certain finances. For example, with Nissan, with I think Volvo, Ford. Uh, well, it's not. It's not that they're not taking it. The well, bank is not selling it. To it's them. not selling it to them, which is it's it's you, odd to me. It's like why would you? Because the bank wants to buy it from you. If you sell it to the bank, they will pay you the premium. But what they're saying is, buy it from us. If you really want to sell it to CarMax, buy it from us. Pay the registration, not the re- the tax, mm-hmm. and then sell it to CarMax. And what they're really saying is, call the Margarian law firm so they can sue us <laughs> because <laughs> uh, well, they're not because they're not allowed to do that. We learned of this that some finance companies are basically changing their terms, and yes, you can't change right. anything on the go. If you got a lease from Honda, Toyota, Mercedes, whatever, whoever, and they financed it. And if it's not part of the lease contract that says you cannot sell your car to a third party, and today all of a sudden because there is a shortage and they want to you know, keep the cars and they want to keep you from selling your car to someone else, then they're really changing the terms of your contract and they're taking away something from you, which is your ability to sell this car and get money out of it. And we could sue them for it. Okay, so we got to talk tomorrow. Aren't the literally? New, aren't the literally new contracts? Don't the new contracts actually have that implemented? The brand new ones probably have it. Three but years the old ago, ones, I don't think so. Three years no, not, ago, two years, years ago, Dude, don't have it. Dude, my car is up for is yeah. is is done. I went to I took it to CarMax. They're offering me, I believe it was twenty seven hundred dollars more. Yeah. I was like, okay, let's wrap it up. Let's be done with it. She turns on. She says. Uh, they won't release the funds. They won't release the card. Yeah, the title. You yeah. have to pay it off, and yeah. then that's stupid. Why the, the hell would I pay the taxes on it? Yeah, because they want to collect taxes twice on it already. Be, well, yeah. not considering the first time you paid yeah. on it. No, so if it's a purchase, you pay tax originally. But if it's a lease, you pay tax monthly. So, but, but their main objective is they want to keep the car so they can channel the car to their own sources and uh, basically control the market, which it's not appropriate because. It's part of your lease contract. If you don't have a term in there that says they decide who to s- who you sell the car to, then they can't do that. And there are uh, certain other situations that people get into with the finance companies trying to be clever about it. And we have a few cases ongoing. And this is a new one that we're starting right now. Basically, uh, if you have a Honda lease and you're trying to get out and they just changed the terms, I know they sent out a notice. That's not appropriate. So we'd be happy to talk to you. And if you have another bank that's saying, no, you can't sell your car to CarMax or to your friend or to another dealer, we'd be happy to talk to you. So you, any manufacturer you should reach or out. any finance company. You should probably reach out to, you know, that other um, company across the street from CarMax that buys cars too in Burbank? Which one? Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Lane? Yeah, I forget the name Fast of it. Fast Lane or something? Uh, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. But, for example, Chrysler, even prior to this whole mess, mm-hmm. would not allow them to buy cars from Chrysler. So I don't okay. know if that that's something you, maybe you should. We'd have to look into the contract. Yeah. yeah. So. But I just got a text. It says Lexus shuts down most fat manufacturing around the world. I mean, this. So so okay. it, there seems to be, and I'm sure Levy's going to shed <laughs> some light on this, but this whole semiconductor issue yeah. that's going around, which is what I'm, I've been reading for months now, mm-hmm. that. Taiwan is the main manufacturer, and you know, and then there's a couple other others out there, uh, China, U.S., so on. But that's the reason why we have a shortage of new cars. But then I've also read that uh, some of these manufacturers are starting to produce cars without it. You read? 
uh, <laughs> only Playboy magazine. Okay. But and then so what happens is what they're saying is once we have the semiconductors then you can bring in your car and we'll update it which means mm -hmm. part of your system is not electronic mm -hmm. system is not computerized system is not going to work mm -hmm. have you read anything about no that? we haven't come across this but um, it sounds interesting in terms of i mean if the car is fully functional then it's fine but if it's going to have uh, any restrictions that are related to the safety of the car then definitely that's going to come up in litigation but if it's it's got no safety issues, then it doesn't matter how it's built, as as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as the shortage, yeah, I mean, when so last year with the pandemic, a lot of factories shut down, that caused the shortage, and then a lot of them shifted back their production, and cars weren't moving. We were watching the inventories of the local dealers; nothing was selling for several months. And then all of a sudden, and the same thing I would say, we weren't getting cases either for three, four months. It was very low. And then all of a sudden, people started buying cars like crazy and then inventory is low and dealers got sold out. And same thing with our cases. We got an influx of cases more than previously because people were driving more nowadays and are using their cars. So they're, they're finding out about the issues. So they're coming to us more often. Um, and the manufacturers on the flip end are pretty overwhelmed with all of this because they, they don't have the time or the resource to produce the cars and maybe other issues. Yeah. They also don't have the human resources to handle the cases a lot, so they're dragging their feet on the cases. And then the uh, courts were closed for several months last year, so it's got the it's caused a lot of backlog. Yeah, yeah. A lot of backlog. Levy's saying a lot of the Ford F-150s are incomplete. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. GMC is another manufacturer that actually... So so what they're building the cars they're missing stuff parts well it's not a part it's it's like it's a the chip. semiconductor which is a chip that yeah. kind of is, is the brain to a lot of the computer systems so it's not it is it essential yes and no i mean if you mm. want to use every feature on the car it's essential but it's not a it's a drivable car mm. you just drive without it and then it's going to be kind of like a recall notice Everybody mm. that doesn't have it come in. As long as they disclose it, it yeah. properly, and then they it do. should be fine. They do. If not, yeah, then they do. Because you're going to notice it. Yeah. Your navigation yeah. may not work. I, I don't know specifically yeah, well, on each car and what it they tell wants. you when you're yeah, picking up the car that it's missing this. Yeah. 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 But I mean, going Can back to go the lease situation, guys, if any of you are interested in or have gone to CarMax, Carvana, mm -hmm. and haven't been able to sell your car back to them, dude, reach out to Hovanes and his team. Yeah. 818-553-1000 and yeah. uh, they'll take a look at your contract and they will literally let you know if you if you have a case or not because listen with the market now and people getting more for their butt for their car than what the payoff is you could use that money to put a down payment on a new car which yeah. to me i mean here's the it's way i was gain, thinking just about so you it's know, not a big game because Zero that same well, 12 down payment? With, my, with mine it was no, 2700 no. bucks I mean, if it, let's say your lease is going to end in three months and you're going to turn it in and you're paying $400, if put down to get a new car, that's now you... Same thing I'm saying. You're basically... You're not, you are a game. No, and, no, it's a no, game. No. And I'll, you don't know where the market's headed. I'll tell okay, you why. But here's the problem. when we uh, Before the pandemic, you used to put 1000 to 2000 depending on what brand of car. Yeah. Now the down payments have gone no, up. No, but the, the, the issue is this. Let's say, let's make it simple. Let's say it's not three months. It's your lease is ending tomorrow. So you have the choice. You either turn it in, or you, buy you it. walk away, or you sell it to CarMax and you pocket three grand. And you have the option of and buying the car. Yeah, of course. You have the option. But you, you want to get a new car. So you're not going to keep the car. Let's say most people are not going to keep their car. So yeah. 
with what Arno is saying is sell it, which I'm in favor of it. Sell the car, get your three grand. They're, they they want to keep the, the difference. They want to keep the car. They want to channel the inventory and they don't want you to make the money. But what I'm saying is right from you. So you're losing three grand because they changed the term on you and you shouldn't be losing that three grand. You should be selling the car. Now you have $3,000 to put down versus if, if they don't let you, then you have to come up with the three grand to put down on the new car. Yeah. So you really are making money well, if they let you. Yeah, if, if your car lease is up and you're right side up on the payoff yeah. and you're not looking to keep the car and you're not looking to pay for tires and wear and tear and all that stuff, you guys, re- I guess reach out to home. We should us. go one step back because a lot of people don't know that they can sell their leased car. So the, the yeah. fundamental idea here is if you lease a car, at any point in time, you have the right to flip that car, to sell it to somebody else and they take over the remaining loan balance. Although it's a lease, it's not a purchase, it's fine. I can buy your leased car. Yeah. and pay off the bank. So the issue now we're talking about is that a lot of banks are saying, no, you can't. And they're doing this retroactively, which is not right. Yeah. yeah. So call call mm-hmm. hold on this for yeah. if you want to sell your leased car, get out of your lease, but the bank is refusing for you to sell it to one of these big guys like CarMax or Carvana. See, yeah, that, that makes no sense. For example, what difference does it make if CarMax is paying you the check or... They want the or, car or, They want it for them. Up to no, okay, no, 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 no. For, for, example, for example, I'm buying the car. Okay, I'm so buying the car from I'll you. I'll give you an example. Until this whole shit show, if you took, let's say you had a Mercedes. If what you happened? Took, if you took your Mercedes to dealership, okay. Mercedes dealership, and said, buy my car back, they'd, laugh they'd throw face, you like bro. some bullshit number. Like, oh, yeah, it's $40,000 car. Oh, we have 1,000 of those. We'll give you twenty five. Now, even the dealerships themselves, and that's how Car CarMax made, made its name, is by offering so much more than the uh, dealerships. Now today, even the dealerships are beating CarMax's and Carvana's prices. Some, uh, so going time. back to the dealer and saying, yes. hey, listen, the car's buy my up. Car, buy my car. They may even pay more than CarMax does. I'm not saying in all situations. Yeah. And I say, because I've been in probably 25, 30 of these situations, not for myself, but the, for other people the last six months. Yeah. And the challenge, but then... What what Edgar's saying and what I agree with him on the flip side is, for example, my brother, VW offered him five grand. He sold the car to uh, CarMax. I think today he sold it to them. But we went to get him a S class, used S class, a couple of years old. I know we paid at least five grand more than yeah. what it's worth. So it kind of yeah. washed. And sa- my cousin has a Ram. CarMax offered him seven grand. Now, we we did I, I we shopped around for a new RAM for him. He was gonna end up paying almost about six grand more throughout the term of the lease. So he's only really pocketing a grand, not seven grand. But see, the way I look at it is, uh, as far as if you make a profit on the previous vehicle, don't look at it as a profit. Look at it as a wash. Regardless, that money was never yours. That money was never there. Never look at it as a, oh, I made this money. This is my money. No, I, I look well, at it as... The only as a, way you made that money is if you don't get another car. Correct. <laughs> yeah, but the, the idea is if you're going to get another car anyway, look if at you don't do this, then you're going to have to come out of pocket. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. that's... that's that, yeah. So I you want to be menta- able to yeah, do this. My mentality yeah. is, is if it's five grand... I, I don't no. that five grand yeah. is not mine it's not going to make me richer it's no. not going to pay a house payment it's no. not going to put food on the table it's going back towards the investment which is again cars I've always said aren't the best investments in the world but it's going towards getting you from point A to point B look at it as a wash 
I don't know. Maybe uh, that's. Uh, but but shop before you do that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Don't, don't 100%. assume. If you, have yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have a Camry, you're paying 300 a month. And, you know, CarMax or, and Ninette mentioned yeah. Vroom. Vroom is another yeah. good one. If they're offering you three grand, don't assume you're going to get in yeah. the same yeah. Camry for 300 a month right now. It's that's it, like it you, could possibly yeah. be That's like you going into one dealer and saying, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the only dealership I'm coming to. Give me a good deal. No, you're, you're literally going to get screwed. Because some, some situations I've looked at, because, again, I've talked to so many that come to me, oh, what should I do? With? I've told them, I looked at the situation. I said, if I were you, I would extend my lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you making three grand today, and then now you want to get it the same car, you're going to pay more than three grand difference. Yeah. Just extend it for another yeah. six months. I think by the end of the year, some of the... What kind of extensions can you get legally on leases? Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. Vi is asking as well. Same thing. Can people get extensions yeah, on so leases? Yeah, so it depends on the finance companies. We get this uh, question a lot. It's up to the finance company if they let you extend it and for how long they'll let you extend it. Some do it very flexibly. Others want you to sign a new contract, which is okay. Uh, others will not let you extend the lease. And a couple of times recently, we heard back from clients that they're not letting them extend. And I think it's because of the same issue. The finance company wants the cars back so they can flip and sell them. And they're not that interested in letting you make the same payments because they want the inventory for their dealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, extending the lease is a good idea, except if your original manufacturer's warranty is expiring. Like if it was three years, four years, the full yeah. warranty, and now you're going to go past that. I, I'm against it because... Now you have a car that's old and it's going to have issues. And if it breaks down and you spend a thousand bucks fixing it, you now went negative. So I'm more in favor of buying the new car within warranty terms if you can afford it, even if it's a little more. Um, A common question we get asked a lot of times is, do I get a used car and keep switching from used cars to another used car? Or do I lease a new car or buy a new car? Um, I always say, look, if you can't afford to switch between every three, four years from a new leased car to another one, then just buy or lease a new one and then keep it afterwards, keep it seven, eight, nine years. But it's your car. You started from zero miles yeah. and you're, you're not getting some problematic car. God knows what's happened to it. Um, That's true. And I recommend people to buy cars they can afford versus just you know stretching the limit to go for that. 10 year old BMW because it's, it's a BMW. Uh, BMW and I want it. Well, a 10 year old BMW is going to have problems, trust me. Because you'd first rather have a 10 year old Toyota. Absolutely. Because the first person who drove it, he drove it hard. The second person, the third, the fourth, and it's I mean, been around. You go look at a 2011 Toyota Camry compared to a 3 Series. Camry's more expensive because Possible, it's actually yeah. worth more. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to break down less. It's going to cost less to keep it up. And also just the labor charges. Do you look at owning a used BMW? Labor will set you back a pretty penny. And the odds are the Camry driver wasn't really speeding it and taking it down canyons and doing flips with it. (laughs) Ando says uh, in order to sell it to uh, CarMax or Carvana, your lease needs to have a minimum 90 days left. Yeah, I think they have a clause in there that says something. That might be a, an existing clause that's not new. Oh, see. Yeah. 90 yeah. days, which is not bad. I mean, so what yeah. is that? Like, you have to at least have 90 days left on your lease to go to those agencies? Is that what yeah. they're saying? Yeah, like not wait until the last, last you know, f- there's four days left. That's probably why a lot mm-hmm. of uh, car dealers are doing 39-month leases. 
dead. I have a 39 month yeah. lease. That's why they're doing it because you could pay that last registration for them. Yeah, that's the registration part. That's why they do yeah, it. That's why yeah. <laughs> it's never good to get you. You have to. That's the thing. People don't calculate it. They yeah. just. And, and, but it's it's <laughs> it's the dealership too. Even the other day when we were at the Mercedes dealership, they got, I asked him. I said, "How much is it for an extended warranty, and what does it cover?" He's like, "Well, you know, it just adds fifty dollars a month <laughs> to your payment." I said, "So what do I get?" It's thirty six hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. No, this was a for it was a f- it was a purchase. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a yeah. It was a long term. Pr- pr- so seventy two months. He's like, well, 60. yeah, and that's according to them giving it at yeah. their cost. Uh, their retail price was like fifty six hundred or something. Uh, so, but that's how they sell it to people, and yeah. people don't count. Oh well, it's only fourteen dollars a month. Times it's not a big deal. You Most know? can't do the math <laughs> on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that—that's yeah. how they sell you on yeah. only twelve bucks, only fifty bucks a month, only another hundred dollars, and you get. I've actually bought one of those on yeah. from GMC. I had an Equinox, mm-hmm. and it was like an extra five hundred bucks, and it covered up to a specific amount mm. on outside damages. Yeah. When I took the car back, that five hundred bucks saved me like two, three grand over yeah. repairs because I had scratches on every side, yeah. right? No, on a lease, it's worth it, man. You pick that up, and it's yeah. like wear and tear damage. Something I, I figured it was yeah. useful for me. One but time. Yeah. by the way, did you guys see the new law that they passed in Glendale for modified exhausts or loud exhausts? No, I'm glad yeah. they did. So basically, if you have a if you have a loud exhaust on your mm-hmm. vehicle, you get pulled over and you get a ticket. Doesn't matter okay. if it's not something new, though. Arnold. No, no, no. This is new. This is this is like brand new. I saw so it. I didn't read it. So if yeah. you're st- it comes stock with a loud exhaust, so then the, you can't so drive in Glendale. So my friend has an M5. Okay. And he was driving. <laughs> he was driving on Broadway, okay. and he made a right turn onto Columbus, and the cop pulled him over, and he said, uh, "You know, he got his registration out, license, everything. You know, cooperating." Officer came up to him, and said, "How's it going?" He goes, "Good, good, officer. How are you?" Uh, just out of curiosity, before I hand you my information, can I ask what you pulled me over for? He goes, your car made an awkward sound. It didn't sound, sound like it was what it was supposed to sound like. And I saw the M badge on it. So I got to give you a ticket for your exhaust. He goes, but it, it's a stock exhaust. That's how I bought the car. He goes, I know, but they just passed something where it says you can't have loud exhaust. He goes, I, I understand that. The exhaust is stock. That's how it came. He goes, listen, I don't make the laws. I just enforce it. You got to go to a judge, talk to the judge, (laughs) see what the judge will say. He says, okay, so I have to pay this ticket now? He goes, yes. You have to pay the ticket now. It was $120. And he goes, if they pull you over again, it doubles and then doubles and then doubles. So he goes, so you're telling me I bought this car. And every time I go to drive it, if for some reason it makes that awkward noise... I'm going to get pulled over and ticketed. He goes, listen, man. Downgrade your exhaust. <laughs> yeah, just cut it off and put a regular Toyota exhaust on it. Put a hybrid exhaust. Of course. <laughs> put a Tesla exhaust those, on Those M drivers, you know. Literally. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, if anybody knows anything about that law, literally, I was hoping you would have known something about it as far as... I know I you're s- lemon law, I know but... It, no, I, I saw a post, but I didn't read the... the, the, the the nature of it like the content i think fig- i'd figured it's about like modifying and adding on and yeah. so forth i didn't think that it would but apply to stock exhaust i've been pulled over for that one what early 2000 there's like a general nuisance law that's always been around yeah. you can't make noise you but can't do crazy the, things oh, your, but yours like is modified right yeah okay yeah, yeah. now uh-huh. go go look at a stock 
M five six eight. They they have to be you in the, the legal decibels. But on like top of the stock, you have the competition package that makes it even yeah. louder. Yeah, you push a button and it opens up the vents. Yeah, that one. So, so it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, stick to driving a Kia, guys. That's. Moral of the story, <laughs> so you Best don't get <laughs> I can make comments about who we could sue and so forth, but I want to keep things friendly. You can tell us that after <laughs> after we turn off the camera. You'll give yeah. us the secrets. What else we got in there before we get into next topic? John saying the car came louder than my ex girlfriend. Oh my God, John! How loud was she? John and, spit it and, out. And when was she loud? Specify that <laughs> in the back seat. There you go. <laughs> so all you VTechs out there, get rid of your VTechs. <laughs> well, VTech's done, bro. Now everything is over. 63s, 43s, competition packages, AMs. Everybody's going. Even yeah. bro, even the BMW like three series and the five series where they're not actual AMs, like the competition package M, where it's like a 330M, 340M. Is that a Glenda law you guys were talking about? Yeah, it is a Glenda law. Edgar, Edgar's saying it's a, if it's factory, they can't give you a ticket. No, that's no, That's what no. we're talking about, no. Edgar. You, they can now give you a ticket. They can now give you a ticket even for a loud factory. exhaust. Uh, well, your friend should probably go to court and see Well, he happens. is, but he's like, you know what? Like, what? He's like, at this point, it's like it's it's so ridiculous that he has to go to court to prove something. Yeah, and then once he has that proof, then every time they pull him over. See, well, that's that's the thing that he wants to confirm is is like, okay, what happens next? Let's say for example, for example, the judge does say, okay, yeah, it is a stock exhaust. That's that's the way. So, so what he has to carry I'll, like I'll a he has to carry a vaccine card with him. I think it's <laughs> it's some level of uh, take um, you know taking your property because if you've got a property that's licensed and the state of california allows you to buy this car and the way exactly. it comes in and stock and so forth yeah. and a city says you can't drive this car here it's a taking of the property i would imagine i'm not a constitutional law guys mm-hmm. but it sounds something like that i just don't know if a city is allowed to restrict you from driving in their city like if they're if they have the right to say hey you can't come into my city yeah. I don't know. That's like way beyond yeah, me. I, I can't not, see how that's. Yeah, if you're a citizen, U.S. citizen, you're allowed to be there and you got this thing. So they're essentially saying this thing, this car is illegal now when you bought it. And it was the state of California says it's legal. So it wasn't illegal int- when they collected the taxes on Brand Boulevard. Yeah. But if you go down yeah. the street, you're still in Glendale. Yeah. You can get a ticket for it. Yeah, so, so interesting. I cancel my I'm order sure for the Countach. Yeah? I can't drive yeah. it in Glendale. See, that's what's confusing. Get a like, Corvette You can drive it very slow without revving in it. Neutral. <laughs> neutral, yes. <laughs> you get up. Hey, up. Bob, you want to push? <laughs> get it, just get out and push. <laughs> just get out and push and then run to your seats. That's why they made the scissor door, so you could jump in. Jump in and quickly. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason why. Uh Maltevos was asking earlier if we've talked about Afghanistan. We, no, no, we, we haven't. haven't. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> we were waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, we waited for you, Maltevos, to come in and tell us what's going on. But yeah. uh, before you, before you do jump into Afghanistan, sure. you want to talk about your app, Appear oh, yeah, Me? Yeah. Sure, that, sure. Yeah. yeah. So we have an app. Uh, it's called Appear Me. We build it in Armenia. Um, our tech team is in Armenia. But it's essentially a real-time on-demand platform for, it started out uh, other hearings, client intake, whatever the lawyer needs. Because uh, oftentimes when you're a solo or a small firm, you don't have the extra staff in terms of associates that could do things. And 
oftentimes you have an influx like you know you, you might have a hearing uh, on the fall next morning but then you get a client who walks in the same day and mm-hmm. says i've got a hearing too the same day different place and in the past you'd either, either turn him down or you'd have to call around to find somebody who would cover it for you to get a short continuance so that you could show up in court a few days later with our app we automated the whole process so it allows an attorney to put a posting saying hey I've got court tomorrow morning at this time. This my client paid this fee. Here's the receipt. Whatever it is, if it's single shot uh, appearance where there's it's, there's not much to it, uh, or if it's something difficult, then you just want more time from the judge so you could show up and do a good job for your client. Then uh, you use these attorneys. Attorneys use these other attorneys. So our app allows them to do that. We're now up and running for a few years. We've got over fifteen thousand attorneys who use it. Um, it's it's literally takes 60 seconds where you put an, uh, a job up and blast goes out to the attorneys in that area. What we've done is taken like an age old industry and automated it. And we've opened up the doors for any attorney to become an appearance attorney. Because in the, in the past, there were only a handful of attorneys who did these kind of gigs because that was their thing. And everybody else didn't because, you know, nobody would be calling me randomly saying, yeah. hey, can you do this? Now with the app, if I'm in court anyway, for my own case and I see the notification says let's say it's 7.55 a.m. and I've got a hearing at 8 a.m. and I get a notification that says 8 a.m. department 5 can you ask the judge for one weeks for for the you know Arno to show up sure I could do that I just step in and I say I'm going to specially appear and they put me on calendar I handle my hearing next door whatever department I'm in and then I go back there and I say okay on on this attorney's case he needs more time because he got the client last night and he, he'll come back tomorrow. He'll come back next week, whatever wow. it is. So, so it buys it, time for the client as well. Buys time for the client, for the attorney. Make sure things don't fall through the cracks. It's really, really useful. Uh, also eliminates the need for the attorney to have extra staff, like attorney staff, if he doesn't really need them all the time because he doesn't have to pay somebody salary, full-time salary. He could just use the app whenever he needs that extra help. The flip side to this is that we opened it to consumers. Same concept on set legal services where a consumer can go in and say i need these contracts done and i can only afford to pay 500 bucks who wants to take who wants to take it yeah blast goes out whoever says i'm willing to do it they 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 respond the consumer gets the notifications three five people who are willing to do it and able to do it right now they can contact they can do everything so this is way better than going on some directory because on the directory it's it's a dead list you don't know can who's you, available can you review the the attorney at the end as yes far as, and you give them whatever stars there yes. are. yes so one to five stars both sides review each other so you build the reputation have membership as far as your app goes it's free so they just sign up they're on it uh, and they use it whenever they feel like it so there is no fee for it they pay when they place an order so they That's say, like, I'll pay $200. I need somebody in, you know, Bakersfield tomorrow morning. And they can literally do this at midnight. They could do it at 5 a.m. You wake up with the Depends fever. On the, a- the, a- the attorney who's available will pick it up. Yeah, because there's bound to be someone who's available because we, we have a network of thousands of lawyers all over. So it really kills the previous method of yeah. working. Well, John's actually used it. Okay. So there you go. So it's, yeah, there you go. John, not to be confused with OnlyFans. Just so you know, or Pornhub, yeah. appear me is different. Yeah, yeah appear me is it's it's work, John. But apparently he's, he's used it. Right. Yeah, has he, anybody? He ain't lying. Have you used it from a uh, client standpoint or 
Well, he's, an an a, he's an attorney, he's an attorney right? John's so he, an attorney. He either had somebody cover something for him or he was in court and he grabbed something for yeah. fun. I'm, I'm surprised Hovannas hasn't said with all these insults to John, I'm surprised he hasn't sued you guys for harassment. I, I think John has texted me already <laughs> about the oh, lawsuit. I <laughs> 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 oh, man. He, he knows the type of legal firm that's representing us you know yeah, we're gonna have lunch with, with we're gonna have lunch with yeah. them soon anyways we'll <laughs> we'll squash it we'll out, squash out. <laughs> we only have lunch with when there's yeah. attorneys present yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cheap date hookah and sausage <laughs> but very good sausage and yeah a, and a back seat that's yeah, and a backseat. That's all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Some entertainment in the backseat. Now, appear me, is it available on Android and Apple? Yeah, it's available on both for attorneys. The consumer side is web-based only at this point. So okay. if a consumer wants a lawyer, then they go online. There you go. Yeah. And the gr- the best part of it is, is it was built in Armenia. And it's being yeah. uh, processed in Armenia. Maintained. Maintained, maintained yeah. in Armenia. Yeah, so since 2008, we've had a team of 20 to 30 people at least employed in Armenia. It was a big uh, deal for us to employ people there and create jobs and so forth so we're really happy about that yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, so john is saying it used to cover for hearings they couldn't make it uh, that he couldn't make to yeah Yeah. thank you john thanks thanks john you're talking about avoiding malpractice sometimes or losing thousands Mm -hmm. of dollars losing a client you know get all of that or the judge yelling at you because you didn't show up so all of that it's really really serious and we can do it last minute. It could be like literally at the time of the hearing because you submit it takes one minute and then the, all the phones go off and there's got to be somebody at that courthouse who yeah. has the app and says, oh, okay. And, you know, pre, prior to this years ago when I was in court, we were very collegial between us attorneys. Although people think of us as being very cutthroat and so forth, we are when needed. But like my position is I, the case is what it is what it is the facts are what they are i know i'm going to get x and i won't back off that's fine but i don't have to be a jerk to you so and then as far as other attorneys that you don't even have cases with if you're sitting in court and waiting for something if some other attorney needs help from you you're, you're happy to do it i was I, I remember being in court several times where i'm sitting and i see the guy next to me fidgeting i go what's going on and he goes oh the judge is running late and i've got another appearance you could tell if somebody's in a rush and several times I've said, if it's something minor, like I don't have to know the case in and out, let me handle it for you. And I'll just text you saying what the judge said. If it's if I can complete the task, I'll do it because I'm going to get up there in t- 20 minutes or an hour anyway and yeah. do my case. Uh, or, or if it's something serious, seconds uh, yeah, I'll ask the judge that, you know, you were rushing out and the judge was running late. So let me do it for you. And several times they've been so thankful that I, I volunteered to do it for free. Now there's a way f- to do this online and to pay for it, and yeah. people are willing to grab it. Yeah. yeah. Best part is, it's part getting the employees in Armenia. That's the yeah, it's important part of it. Yeah. So if anybody wants to talk about uh, operating things in Armenia, I c- I'm happy to discuss businesses, running businesses in Armenia, so forth. If uh, that's something of we yeah. we, we, we attempted at it, we dabbled at it a little bit, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> It was a disaster. Uh, I mean, it's it was. We had an idea for an app. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We had an when idea. was this? This was uh, during the war. During the war. Okay. An idea for an app. Uh, we said, what better place to actually have them make it as far as the app mm-hmm. itself, the website itself, is than you know the motherland itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, money was not an option at that point. We actually told them, listen, just here's a blank check. Mm-hmm. Whatever needs to be. No, no. You know, well. 
It's for us. We'll handle it. And but there are several really solid outsourcing outfits. We'll, there. we'll connect about it. Yeah, we'll talk so, about it. We'll talk about it definitely. Yeah. But um, obviously, there's a lot going on overseas as well. Uh, yeah. With uh, you know, with our country, number one. But um, our thoughts and prayers go out to every single person, uh, except for obviously the Taliban. Uh, families, mothers, fathers, uh, daughters, sons, uncles, aunts, grandmas, grandpas that are under extreme, extreme, extreme uh, rulership now. Uh, for those of you, I mean, you'd be un- sleeping under a rock if you didn't know, but um, the Taliban has basically taken over the Afghani government. Uh, president is gone. Leadership has basically fled. Uh, you posted an article today where yeah. it was the first ever female governor mayor or mayor of a city sitting with her kids and her husband saying that you know what we have nowhere to flee airports are closed buses are closed trains are closed everything is shut down uh we're just sitting here waiting for them like, to come in like ducks to, yeah to kill us slaughtered uh, it's it's a really really screwed up situation again our thoughts and prayers go out to every single person individual uh may Literally, I mean, uh, for those of you who are religious, who aren't religious, may God be with them. I mean, wow. John Black says, My mom's been crying all week. We have family in Kabul still and Ghazni. Kabul is where a lot of this is happening. It's the right? capital. Yeah. The, the capital, basically. Is there, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a screwed up situation. I mean, our, tr- our troops pulled out, and we have, uh, again, I'll say it down, and in less than 24 hours. Or no. 24 Wait. the planes hadn't even taken off from the airport <laughs> yeah it was so, less than 24 yeah, hours let's let's go back and look at who signed it trump actually made a deal with the taliban that they were do u.s troops were as far si- as when did he sign the deal i don't know the exact date obviously during his presidency, during his presidency right? of course okay so and all this time they had to prepare for a better way to get out they were gonna get out it was inevitable it, we all knew it was gonna happen this is not not something that just happened overnight. Do you think if Trump was in office today that, and they did withdraw, let's say, yesterday, whenever that they bonded the same way if Trump was in office versus Biden? Definitely not. Why? They would probably get their asses handed to them if Trump was in power. So then one that- last time before he left. So then that agreement... Because he would honor his agreement, but he would slaughter them before his agreement. Well, no, no. Because in his agreement, I'm sure there's something that... Why do you think Biden said that it's not going to happen? They're not going to overrule because he looked at the agreement stating that whoever is in power continues to stay in power. He didn't. Follow everything that happened previously. Like last year in 2020, I knew that Afghanistan was going to the Taliban. We all knew about it. Now, how it was delivered, how they took the people out, it's like the organization skills suck. I get it. But you can't just blame Biden on, for this, bro. It's not, it's, no. This is one of those that I can't just say it's Biden. Are you guys, guys want to talk about? Yeah, the topic we're talking about. Why was it not buffering the past two hours? Is somebody actually the sitting ability? there watching the war? <laughs> you didn't know? Hey, Pundab, start the buffering process. <laughs> <laughs> Like how does how does yeah, this definitely shit? the yeah. words bro they catch it. I, I, two okay, hours we're, we're, we're gonna use no. other words instead of Biden. We're gonna say <laughs> Siden, Uncle Joe. <laughs> Uncle Joe? 
And instead of Trump, we'll use Donnie. I don't know. Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Oh man. But again, I mean, I would rather not. I don't. I don't. I feel like that's a story we really don't know much about, and it just happened. Yeah. I want to learn more about it before I give up. Guys, is the, hold on. Let me ask you guys this: is the is the is the buffering gone now? So next person answer that: is the buffering gone? It's, uh, it's like Biden's brain buffering every five seconds. <laughs> but uh, an, another place where there's mass chaos and crisis going on is Lebanon. I don't yeah, know if you guys were aware yeah. of that as well, but Lebanon is going through major economic crisis as well and again our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of lebanon which well, us at this table we should be worried about that one yeah. much yeah. more today. it's it's crazy i was i was talking to somebody on clubhouse who was in lebanon hmm. and i asked him I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably ran into him, sarkis so probably. i asked sarkis i said sarkis how is everything and he he was you could tell he was smiling from the way he was his tone of voice was because he was like he goes there's basically he's like I went to a gas station to pump gas and they had ran out of gas and I said so what did you do he goes so I went to the next gas and gas station to pump gas and the power went out so there was gas but there was no power to pump the gas in wife's family like living it up on vacation all the time and then I hear I see posts about people using one generator to charge 11 phones I don't know mm. which one to believe. I, well, I've been to Lebanon. Same thing in Armenia right yeah. now. <laughs> you I see Yerevan, like it's lit. It's like Vegas. And then they're like, well, two more soldiers were shot at today. And you're like, okay. Killed, so, not so, shot at. Yeah, killed. So are we at war or are we parting it war up? War never stopped. I understand. No. But I, the, 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 the difference between internal issue from my mm. understanding, right? Corrupt government that's... Kind of like Venezuela. And it's an uh, it's it's a government that basically did not plan ahead as far as for economical crisis. Afghanistan happening today, America lost a huge, huge channel of money coming into this country. Yeah. China gained big time. China gained I mean, all the minerals and everything. They're going to go in there. Minerals. I mean, the lithium. Well, yeah, minerals yeah. and resources. Uh, resources. Let's just say yeah, resources, resources. Yeah. Yeah. that just moved. Out of the U.S.'s hands, which it didn't yeah. because Taliban, U.S., not that big of a deal. As far as, I mean, all these political issues, I, I tend to try to stay out of it. But it, one thing's kind of clear that definitely more planning, better planning. And then there are things at play that we don't know about, who's doing what and why. Yeah, yes, and that's the sad reality that things aren't done for the people, basically. That's the ultimate thing. Like, uh, if, the, if things were good in... Afghanistan, then that means whoever planned, whatever planned, they were planning it for the people, and every yeah. they got it done for the benefit of the people. Same thing in Lebanon, same thing in Armenia. Um, to just were not successful. Whoever was trying to do the right thing didn't yeah. succeed to some extent. So, who or what now? Who who failed? Who 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 prevailed? I I try to stay out of it because I don't know who's the who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Um, sometimes some things are clear, but yeah. some things are not. So. I I just my concern in this case is I don't know how many troops were withdrawn from Afghanistan, but if what I see continues, we're gonna have to send ten times the amount of troops back. Well, there's guys getting ready already at this point. Yeah. So there's Marines and Army getting ready to. The unfortunate thing about some of these things is that I 
feel like sometimes these things are planned and the people suffer, but there's a bigger plan to of do course. X and then yeah. people get hurt and then Y happens and then sh- there are reasons behind it and we know some, we don't know other yeah. reasons and that's... They're playing nice. chess with people's yeah. lives, let's put it that yeah. way. So, I mean, yeah. it sucks, but... I mean, you guys talk about Afghanistan. The, the Russians were trying to take over and become owners of all of that for seven years. They failed. I don't understand who in this government thought it was a great idea to go and try it ourselves. Leave these people alone. These people have their own style of life. Let them be. So look at this. Twenty-five. Never change those people. Twenty-five hundred troops have been taken out within the past two days. Five to seven thousand have been sent back in. You see, Hmm. I I didn't know the exact numbers, but that's just. Hmm how it always is Thanks, let's Levy. talk about the trillion dollars that we spent there and more importantly 23 to 2500 american soldiers who died, who died not yeah. to mention how in many vain. of them in how vain. many of them are missing limbs here yeah. for, for what nothing did you see the military that was trained by our forces over there oh a bunch of clowns bro these they people could do jumping not. jacks is that what you're <laughs> talking about <laughs> I don't, I don't believe everything I see, so I don't know about that, bro. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they were thing. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, these guys just look like well, the if you love your takes. country, <laughs> you're gonna want to fight for it, you know. But let's let's look at it this way: everything that's going on in Afghanistan, try to apply it in your mind to our motherland, not too far off, which is frightening. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and I wish I'm wrong. Again, we, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, on the the worst thing, the worst case scenario in this situation would be Taliban taking over, and then Turkey and and Afghanistan kind of partnering partnering up together, and them using them as mercenaries. And where and, do you it, think it, that oil is going to go to? I now? know, I know. It's it's the I Taliban. I, I look at it. I look at it as it. Turkey using Afghanistan as additional airspace. That's it all is. I look at it. And as. think about it this way: while America was there, the Taliban was using Turkey as a location to take that oil from that country and other supplies we will not mention on the show. Poppy mm. seeds. But yeah. But yeah, CIA Ma- has nothing Ma- to Ma- bring Ma- back. says we never should have forced gender equality in Western culture on them because that's what made the regular Afghani prefer the Taliban over us. I don't know where you get that from. I've, I've, I haven't read or seen anything about us pushing Okay, I'll, I'll, I kind of understand what he's saying. Like, as the Muslim government or a Muslim country, they would rather, in their belief system, they would rather work with a Muslim group or whatever you want to call it. No, he's talking about gender equality as males and females. I understand. What he's trying to say is stop spreading democracy all over the world. It ain't working. That's what he's trying to say, but he's just Mm. saying it in a nicer way. Stop. Don't westernize (laughs) Afghanistan. That's what he's trying to say. Because it's never going to be westernized. But... um, any anything else in there that they people want to kind of touch base on? I know Hovannis isn't on as far as I yeah, try to too be keen on political. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our guest is not into it. Let's let's leave that for another <laughs> show. Guys. Yeah, we'll leave. It for, we'll definitely leave it for another show. But anything else as far as uh, besides besides lemoning our president? Uh, is that possible? Is it possible lemon our president? <laughs> yeah, they did that to Trump twice, didn't they? I, I, I just could never do got an settled. assessment, but then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> they tried to lemon the yeah. Trump twice. It just but, never I got mean, settled at the end. So much for taking time out of your Monday to no, be thanks, with us. Thanks, thanks. Really, really do me. appreciate it. Well, 
me personally, I'm going to be in touch with you regarding okay. my lease return. Guys, again, yeah. if you're interested, uh, lemoning your cars, anything automotive. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. If your car is going to be. If it's, if the it's way you say it, you're almost encouraging them to. Hey, listen, if your car is giving you issues and if it's a safety yeah. hazard. Yeah. Guy, call, call John. <laughs> call John tonight. Get in the back seat. Literally. See if it's functioning yeah. properly. There you go, if guys. Not- Margarian <laughs> Law Firm. Uh, reach out to them eight one eight five five three one thousand. I'll have their information posted on the uh, the body of the of the YouTube and on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio when it hits uh, manana. Uh, other than that, guys, if you've gotten your ballots in, don't forget I did a I did a step by step instructions on how to how to fill that ballot out. You're gonna bubble in yes. <laughs> and you're going to flip it over. You're going to go to Larry Elder. You're going to bubble in Larry Elder. You're going to fold it up, seal it, send it in. You didn't vote for v- Major Williams? No. Yeah. Major Williams. <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh, John, thank right. you so Thanks. much. Thank Appreciate it. Everybody else, this will be on, like I said, it will be on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all major platforms tomorrow. Thank you for your patience with us. We're back. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And you can follow John on only app, only fans, <laughs> Lil Johnny. <laughs> <Back> 2021. <pages>. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Thanks.